The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Subhan Yes, that's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Personality. I know your anger. I 
Once again, give their team the advantage. And McIntyre wants in. We stick to the plan. You know, the plans have just changed, haven't it? Not my plan. Trust me. Well, Damian Priest, the leader of Judgment Day, asserting his authority. And now Mr. Money in the Bank. Damian Priest, one half the tag champs marching down to the ring. And the Punisher about to punish people inside the cage. This does not bode well for Jey Uso because now McIntyre has a few more minutes to sit in the cage and see to wait for what he can do to Jey Uso. You see Priest approaching with caution. And Damian Priest going right after the World Heavyweight Champion. utilizing Finn Balor as a weapon against McDonough. And now Cody Rhodes with a roll rope in hand. Paying homage to his father, the American Dream. And look who's grabbing the other end of the bull rope. Oh, 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 
Becky Lynch. Ah, oh, that basement drop kick to the belly of Bailey. And another one for Becky. And now looking for disarmor. Uh oh. Now remember, if Bailey taps here, it doesn't matter. The match hasn't even started. Becky with the disarmor. Meanwhile, Dakota Kai with a kendo stick through the cage to Becky Lynch. Now that's legal because there's no disqualifications. And Dakota, who, well, seemingly has become a leader of sorts of this group, Corey, paying dividends. Dakota Kai has proven invaluable to damage control as a whole, even while on the shelf with an injury. This is brilliant. It's like a dumbwaiter, Cole. That's another way to get the garbage can into the, uh, into the cage. Leo Sky now has a trash can in hand at the top of the page. You hear Eo's every move like Jacob Marley up there in War Games, that chain clanging around everywhere. What is she doing? What on earth is Eo Sky have in mind here? She's standing on the top of the cage with a trash can. She's the genius of the sky, but this is ridiculous! Oh my god! Eo Sky from the top of the cage! No, 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 Charlie. Oh my god, Charlie, no. come on now! No way, you Charlotte, don't get down do from this. there! Charlotte's 15 feet above the ring! No way! No freaking way! She nailed it! Cover for the win! And a kick out! Working together for the good of the team. Figure four. Looking for the figure eight. Becky with an arm bar. Ropes don't cause a break. It doesn't matter. Charlotte looking to bridge up. Becky trying to fully extend Asuka's arm. Yeah, figure eight in now by Charlotte. Arm bar in by Becky. Kyrie and Bailey on the top ropes. Elbow by Bailey. Kyrie save. Uh, elbow, but Becky got her knees up. Now the disarmor. Becky with the disarmor. Plus here, they're as loud as hell. They're making noise. This is Survivor Series War Games. Go to the dictionary app on your phone right now. 
and type in star. Rhea Ripley's name will come up. This woman has it all. She's the women's world champion. She's powerful. She's headstrong. And she defends here tonight at Survivor Series. Rhea has continued her dominance. And Zoe Stark. Take Rhea off oh, game. Oh. The drop kick knocks the champ out of the ring, and Rhea's gonna have to regroup. Things not going quite the way the Eradicator expected when she came into this match tonight. Zoe's looking to give chase from the top. Zoe now taking Rhea Ripley out. And I, I want to say that's the first time, at least in the past several minutes, where Rhea took a moment to compose herself. She took a deep breath. She looked out at the crowd here at the Allstate Arena. Prior to that, Rhea knew she was in a fight. Yeah, Zoe's still got some fight in her. Absolutely. Rhea trying to beat her down. Zoe's stuck up there on the top rope. I'm just noticing that Rhea seems to be slipping into her comfort level. This is the zone she wants to be in. To your point, this is the pace that benefits the champion. Yeah, and she weathered the early storm by Stark. And Zoe, though, still there. Open hand strike. Dangerous. Predicament for both champion and challenger. Rhea now. Oh, oh my goodness! Oh my god! Northern Lights. A bridge kick out by Starks. You know what I just noticed, Cole? What? Rhea's wearing boots that match dirty doms. How cool is that? Only you would notice that. Maybe they went shopping together in Chicago. Maybe you should use the curtailer. And Rhea now. Just trash talking Zoe. And so Zoe now backing down. That kicked me quieter, though. Yeah, that wasn't a wise decision. You never want to ask for the ire of the erratic. Rhea Ripley went for the riptide. Zoe Stark oh. able to counter into a German suplex. Zoe with a running knee. Escobar can't get caught up in his obsession with Rey Mysterio. Dragon Lee is plenty dangerous himself. If Escobar is worried about the future or the past or what he's going to do to Rey in his dreams, he's going to get caught and paid oh. for it. Just like that, Dragon Lee. Sending Escobar flying off the second rope, and that's just a glance at the dynamic offense of Dragon Lee. Talking trash to Dragon Lee up there. Hurricane Rana sends Dragon Lee halfway across the ring. Falls to the cover. Both legs hook. Lee kicks out at two. And Escobar realizing that he's in a fight. I don't think he was quite expecting this. Escobar can't let his emotions get the best of him in this situation. Use your emotions as fuel, but just as quickly they'll turn against you in the matchup. Ripping up the mask and the face of Dragon Lee. And Escobar understands how important the mask is in the Lucha culture. The ultimate disrespect of Lucha culture. Oh my god. Trying to drag the mask. They need to bend some rules in this match. I mean, they need to break them right off. I don't know if that's a smart move, Miz. Yeah, that just made uh, Gunther angry. The man who has called Miz Little Mike Mizanin. Because he has no respect for the quote entertainer. Miz said it's a growing problem in WWE.
He's called the fans of these entertainment stars weirdos. He said it's about the sport being oh, healthy. Oh, oh, Nothing man. healthy about Miz right there. Uh-oh, uh-oh, this might do it. Skull crushing finale. And Gunther able to sling him away and a drop kick by the big man. And again, such varying offensive styles and moves by Gunther. With Miz up and down goes Miz, stacks him up to retain. Miz able to kick it too. I saw it with my own two eyes, but I still don't know that I believe it. The Miz just kicked out of the ring general's powerbomb. Gunther has broken countless opponents with that very maneuver. Yeah, Gunther can't believe it either. Miz trying to shake the cobwebs. I don't think Gunther was expecting this type of match tonight from The Miz. Oh, now just slapping Miz and embarrassing and humiliating him. And Miz into the corner. And Miz just trying to hang on and pulls the protective covering off the turnbuckle. Oh, and a low blow! I think Miz went low. I'm not sure if he caught all of Gunther. Now, now he, he caught all of the Now he did! Miz went to no the Miz is going to do it! Miz is going to do it! Miz is going to do it! And kick out by Gunther at two! Hello, I'm Homeboy Shivani, and now the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition, is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Chris Deferan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the PWC HMG Survivor Series post-game show. I am your host, Jimmy T, and my co-host, he is the CAA Funk, whatever that means. What does that even mean? Chris, welcome back to the Survivor Series post-game show. What is CAA Funk? I, you know what? It's a bunch of things. CA for Canada, <laughs> maybe CA oh. for my initials, and just Funk because oh, it rhymes with Funk. That's all. I'm just, oh. yeah. Woo! Damn. Maybe I should have named, named myself fucking... Uh, D.A. Junk. Yeah. T.S. Well, T.S. Well, well, no, that would work. Or maybe uh, A.U. Junk. I have no idea. But anyway, you can't call me the Nostradamus of pro wrestling. For tonight only. I know I've been bragging for the last couple of days. But I, like I said, I called it, man. It's still surreal to me, damn it. And um, I'm looking forward to Raw tomorrow. I'm not going to lie, man. It's should be a bumper night of Monday Night Raw, but most importantly, the Punk Man is back, and I know we've already spoken about this in kind of nauseam already, Chris, but since this is the official Survivor Series review show, I think it's fitting that we talk about him right here, but um, I find it ironic though, Chris, I don't know if you know this, and obviously you can hear the song in the background right now, but did you know this version of uh, Cult of Personality? came out a day before Survivor Series, ironically. Yeah, I gotta say, listening to it and actually being a pretty big fan of the original, this isn't as good. You, you think so? Yeah, it's not. The original, like, 
the original has like a dirty almost sound to it. Like if you if you if you've ever heard like the you, you've heard the original version, oh, right? Of course. Come it on, has man. a more <laughs> it has a more grungy sound to it. Yeah, and I know some people definitely. will say that's bad, but it's not. No, that was the like, times. It was the nineties, man. Yeah, and you know what? Like it's so I remember reading a review one time in a rock magazine about uh, a about a a punk band and it said uh, uh, the singer sounds like he's drunk and stoned at the same time um, and if you understand anything about rock music you'll know how awesome that is and it was <laughs> just like I remember reading it and thinking what the fuck are you talking about and then listening to the record and being like oh yeah no yeah I get it I get what the fuck you're saying um, same thing with this I, I love the song Cult of Personality is great but I really think the original is just a superior song because it was recorded at the time with the emotion, and this is more like, oh, we can we can put a bunch of electronic sounds in it now, and it's like, I don't, it doesn't do it for me. Even the guitar riff is actually quite different, man. In the middle of the song, like it sounds completely different to the original one. Yeah. But this is the version that CM Punk is actually using right now. So um, I don't know who paid for the remaster. It wouldn't surprise me if WB actually paid to actually get this remastered version because, you know, WB have to be, like, up-to-date compared to AEW, right? So, here we are, and it's 2023, and Punk has done the the unbelievable and has jumped back. Well, my guess is that... My, my guess is that, like, Tony Khan has some kind of rights to the other version of the song, which... You think so? Oh, maybe, yeah. yeah. That's true. It, it, it might not good. be like... He, I know he doesn't flat out own the rights to the song, but it might be like... He might he might own some kind of a right to in lieu of professional wrestling event or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, he might, he might own part of it in that way. So it might have just been... It might honestly have been a situation where the WWE and CM Punk just were like, Hey, guys, how would you feel if we paid for you to remaster this? It wouldn't shock me. <laughs> it wouldn't shock me at all, but I think you're right, though, Chris. I never I never thought of that, man, and that's why, you know, <laughs> you're the smarter one of, between the two of us. I actually didn't actually think about that. I really didn't. Now that you bring it up, though, it makes total sense. I, I'm actually leaning towards what you said, and you're probably right that TK and AEW, more particularly, have the rights to the other version of the song. So, yeah, quite interesting, actually, man. So I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah. Like I said, it's possible anyway. Laws are very complicated. Obviously, we no longer have our lawyer friend to, to give us the, the skinny on all this stuff. But but that's my guess. Well, funny you bring up our former lawyer friend. Um, I won't mention names. But um, I, re I reached out to him, Chris. I actually did reach out to him. And then uh, he gave me a whole list of demands. You know who you are. Wink, wink. If you're listening, oh. which you more than likely are probably going to listen to. Well, you'll have to let me know what the demands are. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, dude, it was... Ah, look, I'll, I'll talk to you, you know, off yeah. the air. Yeah. There's no point of getting into it here. You know what I mean? But uh, it was a long list. But um, anyway. Um, so, yeah. Do you think punk... Look, people thinking... Ah, oh, man. You know me. I, I try not to get involved with all these mark cards online, dude. That I still don't understand people that get butt hurt over a friggin' wrestler who they don't know, right? Uh -huh. 
jumped ship to the other company and good riddance to fucking these idiots act like they know who this guy is like they, they actually know the guy they have no yeah. idea they think they know what's going on but really they have no idea and I, I just can't but, I snap at people like this but, dude. but Brian Alvarez told them so Jimmy oh. oh have you heard the latest of that shit dude you know how Alvarez and Malta got shit totally off, right? Yeah, completely wrong. Again. Well, again, right? And now, and this is another thing that I'm glad you brought up Alvarez because these dirt sheet mark cards out there now, Ugh. like, I can't take them seriously anymore. I mean, no. Sean Ross Sap is a sap. Like, legit Bro, I've sap. Been saying, I've been saying for a very long time that, like, people should not take what these people say seriously. They're just regurgitating stuff that they've heard. Yes, sometimes they're regurgitating stuff that they heard from talent. That doesn't necessarily mean they know what's going on or that they have some kind of a monopoly on what the fucking truth is. Take the CM Punk situation in AEW, for instance, right? They heard, they heard, right, from the side of them, from the side that they would fucking have, right, what happened, what happened, right? But from the perspective of CM Punk... That's not what happened. From the perspective of Samoa Joe, that's not what happened. From the perspective of right. FTR, uh, Ricky Starks, Cody Rhodes, do you know what I mean? From their perspective, no, that's not what the fuck happened. So when you're a journalist, you're meant to basically report what you know as fact, and then that's it. That's your job as a journalist. Not to put in there, well, uh, you know... Uh, <laughs> According to a source close, what really happened... No, you report what you know as fact, and then you shut your fucking mouth about what your opinion is. That's how Walter Cronkite did it. That's how reporters are supposed to fucking do it, right? That's why Cronkite used to go off the air by saying, and that's the way it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice, nicely put. And it's true, man. And... And they get upset too, man. These friggin' your melters, your saps, your beacon spins, whatever the spans, whatever the fuck those names come from. Weird looking dude, mind you. Um, it's just it's it's bizarre, a bro. Span. Oh, that's Which... it, Bixen Span. Have you seen the way that guy looks? I just, every time I hear his name, I think of like a cleaning method, like Spick and Spam. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. But, dude, he's one of the most ugliest fucking things. I mean, he truly looks like, you know, that, that fucking ugly nerd that just doesn't see the daylight out, you know, doesn't walk outside his house, in the basement, on the computer. He truly looks like that, bro. I don't know what's happened to him, though, recently. He's kind of disappeared, I think. Or maybe I just don't see him anymore. But whatever, you, you know, you, you're your bad bodies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying as well? Another yeah. fucking idiot. Ah, just these guys, they, they've lost so much, uh, if they had any fucking uh, credit, but they've lost any credit that they had. Back in the day, Meltzer and Keller in particular, Wade Keller from the PW Torch. I know who he is. I, right, I felt like that will Look, Keller for me was always my go-to man. Meltzer was kind of on and off. Meltzer used to get a lot right though, Chris, he really did. Yeah, but now I think he's years full ago, of shit. I think years ago, both of them at different points, actually. I think absolutely they, they've Especially had moments Keller. where they're where they're better. You know what I mean? Than they are now. Now, 
I don't think any of those people know what they're talking about. And I even think that some people who are really, really excellent, like, um, personalities, I think some people who even just do podcasting phone it in at this point. Like, you know, we've talked before about, and I mean, I'm sorry if they hear this, if they get upset about this, but, you know, we've talked before about uh, Wei Ting and John Pollock, right? Right. Love those guys, man. I, I really used to love listening to those guys. They're I legit, can't dude. They fucking were. stand it no more. Because it sounds like saying. they don't watch the program. It sounds like they just fucking say whatever somebody else reported. I'm not saying that's definitely what happens with those guys. Because, again, I used to really respect what those guys had to say because they were very entertaining. Dude, and they... I was the law guy for years. Just Me quietly. Me too. There I love the law. But absolutely. lately, it feels a lot like nah, they, they're not in it anymore. They don't. They don't really care like they used to care. It doesn't feel like I'm getting waiting and John Pollock anymore. It feels like I'm getting somebody else's notes <laughs> in waiting and John Pollock's voices. You know. I'm I'm glad you said that really because I've felt that way for a long time, man. To be fair, since Law broke up into two sort of separate entities now, one with post wrestling, which is Pollock and uh, waiting. And, um, and not waiting, as in way, like, you know, Asian name, way, W-A-I-T-ing. Yeah. <laughs> I know, just in case anyone's thinking, I'm saying waiting, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's two things, two separate things. But anyway, um, but Pollock also, like, and what's the other guy? Agnew. Jason Agnew and uh, Agnew, the yeah. Polish guy. And the Polish guy, I forgot his name, dude. Something uh... ski at the end. Lebranski or something. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, it, Lebranski. That's that's the one, right? Them two were doing Sunday night's main event. It's called their show. Yeah, and you know the other two are doing post wrestling now. Yep. But it's not the same since they've gone both their separate ways. They're just not the same. When they were part of the law, though, they were truly one of the best, like groups of like you know wrestling podcasts slash journalists, whatever you want to call them. I yep. think in all of fucking wrestling, man, and. They really knew their shit. They were Meltzer guys, though, Chris. That's the only bad thing. Ne but nevertheless, because Meltzer used to appear on, on the law every week, if you remember. I do, for a while there. For, what, two years? For a while, years? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, at least, right? I mean, all the way to the end, like, he was there. You know, and I listened to it till the end. But, um, yeah, they're just not the same. Not, not, none of them are the same. I think the fact that people like us have come through, you know, you got HMG and so many others now, I think we've, I don't want to say we've kind of, uh, I, I, how I put this, I don't want to say we fucked up the game in a way for them, but anyway, don't mind that person in the background. We raised the bar. I really believe that. Like, I really I don't want to say that. that. I don't want no, to say that. No, I think that, that we yeah. did though. I think that we did because, you know, people talk about Meltzer in his heyday. And the reason why people like Meltzer in his heyday is because he was a big fan who talked a lot about wrestling. So if you were a big fan who wanted to hear a lot about wrestling all the time, it was Meltzer or bust pretty much. Like there were three well, publications yeah. that you could basically go to and Meltzer was one of them. So you kind of had to listen to him. So his opinion had to be respected. Otherwise you weren't going to be involved in wrestling, you know, in, in wrestling journalism, but with the advent of podcasts and YouTube and all that other kind of stuff, it's way harder for these guys to stand out because 
they're not the only honest, good dudes talking about professional wrestling anymore. There are more of them now. There are more of us now. And some of us are just more entertaining or people trust us more. Or do you know what I mean? Like, like I, I like when we podcast, dude, like I insist on taking my own notes for the show. And I legitimately, when I listen to a lot of people, you know, reviewing stuff, I don't think everybody does that. I think there's an awful wow. lot of these wrestling podcasters who just they look up Bleacher Report and they regurgitate. That's it. <laughs> Bleacher Report. Come on, man. Uh, but I'm the same, dude. I literally freehand my notes, like yeah. in friggin' like books. Yeah, I take them on my phone because yeah, I'm not a fucking caveman, but I understand. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I would rather use the phone, but for some fucking reason, it just doesn't feel um natural to me doing that with notes. Mm. I don't know why. I mean, I use my PC sometimes too, but generally I write them like literally like freehand. I just, I don't know. Yeah, I'm weird like that. But um, because I am a computer dude, you know what I mean? So you'd think I'd do it the other way around. Sometimes I do use a computer. But anyway, I just want to give a shout out to the chat. Lab Rats in the house saying, hello, peeps. Who survived? Well, we're still here with Lab Rats. So I think all of us have uh, survived. He also says 233,000 viewer. As for AEW, so they did not survive. <sighs> Jesus Christ, that's shocking, man. Oof. The the comic king's also in the house, and Todd Brantley. Hey, yo. And um, why are you so hot right now, dude? What's up? Are you pissed off? Is that what no, you mean? It's or is it HMG hot? Champion. It's because oh. he's HMG uh, Pick'em Challenge champion. Oh man, you know what? You're lucky that that I'm not part of it, Todd, because I might I might give you a run for you that for that title, man. Because I feel like we're very similar with our picks, but um, I don't know why I never do it. I, I I was meant to do it years ago. For some reason, I just don't do it. I don't know. It's hard to do. We don't have time. Maybe from next year, Chris, we should do a little like uh pick them thing you know for, for all of our listeners even though we uh all share the same listeners practically over here at hmg and at the pwc but you know That's something we maybe, can maybe we try something different in. yeah in the new yeah, year I, I like it maybe we should all do it and the winner gets actually something maybe like i don't know 100 bucks we'll see we should give it we should do a giveaway one day chris yeah i think uh like the listeners deserve it but um yeah we're not saying we're going to do it right now i'm saying in the future Look out for next year, preferably. Maybe Christmas. We'll see. We'll see how we're feeling. But um, anyway, uh, Todd goes on to say um, he's so happy that Punk came back just to make them look like complete idiots, although they do that all by themselves. They do. And uh, he also wants to mention about Meltzer saying, don't forget Meltzer is the one who greenlit a podcast to rehabilitate the image of Bruce Mitchell, who claimed that Brody Lee died from covid and claimed AEW and his family was long. I remember that, dude. That was, yeah. Don't even get me started on that. Although, I think with Brody Lee's passing and RIP to him, I think there's a lot of shit that we don't know of. And uh, call it a coincidence, but it was during the COVID, like in the peak hour of COVID. I truly think COVID has something to do with it. Even though the family have come out and said it wasn't COVID, but the symptoms and just everything with what happened just smells awfully like some sort of COVID. I don't know, Chris. Am I wrong in saying that? Uh, I'm not going to say you're necessarily wrong. I think the COVID, COVID like directly claimed the lives of close to a million people. You know, right? Um, 
and indirectly, I don't know how many people, but then how much credit do you want to give COVID for people for the people that had killed indirectly, <laughs> right? Because if you were well, if you were gonna die on if you were already if the doctors were already like, yeah, no, he's dead, he's gonna die Tuesday, and then you died Monday because you had COVID. Is that really you died of COVID? Do you know what I mean? Like, well, I, the, the at the time the doctors would put it down as a COVID death, even if you died from a heart attack. I know, I know. I which is and crazy. Listen, man, I remember saying this the whole time throughout the COVID era, being like, people like things are being misreported and, and misrepresented, right? And I remember being so happy when like the U.S. government finally was like. Yeah, no, we definitely did that. That's definitely something that we for sure did. That actually happened. We misrepresented COVID deaths. And I remember just being like, yeah, see? And then the exact same people who would argue with you online during the entire COVID era were like, yeah, but it was still dangerous. And you're like, yeah, but you were wrong about this. Can you say you were wrong? No, you can't. Nope. You can't get I was wrong out of people, even when they're dead fucking wrong about things, which is it, that always shocks me. But it shocks you. And what's even sadder, man, I'll admit if I'm wrong, man, if you prove me wrong, mm -hmm. I'll fucking I'll own it, man. As long as you can prove to me that I am wrong. You know, if we have different opinions, this shit, that's just our opinions. So no one's really wrong or right. It's just our opinions. But what yeah. I do want to say is here at the PWC and HMG, channelattitude.com, the whole family, I don't want to toot our horn, but you know what, man? We, we get a lot of things fucking pretty right, man. Like, you know what I mean? Really. And I'm not just saying that. I truly mean that. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, I'm not tooting our horn, but God damn it, man. I think we generally know what we're talking about. Sure, we weren't workers. God damn it. It's like we got to say that these days. Yeah, but I don't man, ever feel that, you know, the thing is, is with that, I don't ever feel the need to make that preface, because it's like... I know, but... Because <laughs> there, there's Ryback, you know, oh, you could be Ryback. <laughs> he's not retiring just quietly, folks, idiot. <laughs> of course he's not fucking, fucking retired. Idiot. But like, what a just dickhead, because man. he was a worker doesn't mean he knows what he's fucking talking about. He's literally a doofus, man. Like, if you if you look up dumb cunt in the dictionary, if there was such a thing... Maybe there is. I don't know. Surely Skip Sheffield comes up in that fucking uh, <laughs> in that list. I mean, if your name was Skip Sheffield and you wore nothing but just black trunks and a cowboy hat, what does that fucking tell you, bro? I'm just saying. It tells you you got some problems. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. It tells you you got oh, some problems. But there's man. lots of people like that in, in wrestling history. Who uh, There are people who, and it's not just Ryback. People are like, yeah, but Ryback never made any money. The Ultimate Warrior made millions and millions fucking of dollars. millions, bro. He was still a dumbass. And he was still a fucking dickhead. Like, there was, he was a, a dickhead. Lot, like, fuck. But a smart dickhead, though. He actually had a high IQ, believe it or not. I'm talking about Ultimate Warrior. High IQ doesn't mean you're smart. It means that your brain works in a certain way. I've I've said this I before. Guess. Like I know people with really high IQs who could never hold a job, and I know people who don't have necessarily high IQs who have made millions of dollars in business because they understand absolutely. what they need to understand. Right, 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 absolutely. That's true, man. It's not my IQ is 163, brain. by the way. So fuck you. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, no. Not to me. You telling me to put? Come on, man. You can tell you're a smarty pants anyway, Chris. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I knew even before we ever met, like you know, visually. Yeah. Like I wanted you part of the team, right? I could just Bro, tell you by asked the way me, you were you asked me literally right. 
based off of conversations we had on the Facebook <laughs> group. I knew what type of dude you were just by that, Dan. So I'm like, I got to get this guy, you know, you know what I mean? Like part of the team. And boy, did I not regret it. You, you were exactly what I thought you were. Just going by just writing, bro. Not Thanks, even bro. talking to each other. No, straight up. That's a shoot, man. That's how, we, that's how we started doing this shit. Yeah, but we used to talk before we started this podcasting, but we never saw each other face to face or yeah. or anything like that. It was just, you know, talking shit. On Hamin Media Group, and now four years later, wow, time flies, yep. man. Um, yep. We've got a few more in the house. Zane Vicious is also joining us. Liz has also joined us. Uh, Liz says a, a lot of truly intelligent people are not successful because they cannot function in a normal way. That's true. Yep, it's weird, I, I know, man. I know a lot of people who could tell you everything that you could possibly want to know about quantum physics, but can't get a girlfriend. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, like, there's a lot of those ones, bro. So who's smart, right? Like, yeah, well, how do you qualify smart? That's why when people talk about IQ, it's like, okay, yes, it does mean something. I'm not saying that a high IQ is not is not a good thing. It, it is a good thing, right? But I mean, Einstein had an IQ of around 160, right? Like uh, Hawkins uh, had uh, around 160. There have, there have been very few people with IQs that are much higher than that. And there are geniuses, absolute fucking geniuses who have 130, 120 IQ because you can learn how to use your brain. Well, yeah, it's true. It's, I mean, it's true. It's how you process it. I mean, uh, Robert Christensen in the chat says, when someone says their IQ is 164, they are likely around a 140 in the real world. Are we talking about um, Donald Trump here? Or? I have no idea. <laughs> but thanks for joining us, Rob. It's good that you're thanks here. Thanks for man. being here, Robert. It's funny. We started off with punk. Somehow we ended with IQs, but um, I don't know how that works. But um, uh, he thinks he's conversation. smart. <laughs> Surely. I mean, come on. But um, look, to get back to the wrestling, we can talk about IQs and whatnot all day. But um, one thing, look, I'm not going to get real deep with punk because we pretty much spoke an hour of it today, this morning, for me anyway. Between you, myself, and the vet um, on the uncaged wreckage, and which was a great show, man. I, I thought we were all going back and forth very well on that one. And uh, yeah, so if you want to get you know a more in depth thing about punk, go check out that show. But I will say this on you know ending with punk. Um, does he last this time? Because a lot of people think, and I'm trying to bring up different shit that we didn't talk about, you know, previously, obviously. Uh, do you think he lasts more than six months? There's people out there that truly believe. Give him six months tops and he's done. I don't believe that, bro. I think he's learned a lot of lessons this time. Well, and I when think, is Mania? You know, uh, April, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I think he's going to stick around at least until then. Like He's definitely going to be around until Mania. And I, I mean... There's a good chance that he signed a con that he signed a contract that says I'm going to be around till WrestleMania. I'm going to wrestle at Mania, and then I'm going to go away for a little while, and then we'll maybe talk again in a bit. I like. He's CM not going Punk, to be there every week. No chance. That's true. I don't think he needs to be. I don't. I like. That's actually one of the things that I think that they made a really big mistake about when they like in AEW is they they wanted to book him as an everyday, every single night he's there kind of person. 
and he doesn't he was and he was and he worked really fucking hard and listen i i like i know people fucking hate punk and people want to rip on punk or whatever i thought that punk did a really good job in aew i thought that every time he showed up he he definitely brought fucking business up and he also brought creative up it was more entertaining and more interesting to watch when he was there um but I don't think that he's the kind of guy who needs to be there every single week to make things more interesting. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Brian Danielson is the same thing. I don't need to see him wrestle a random person for no fucking reason on a rampage. I just don't. I don't need to see him. I don't need to see him and fucking Daniel Garcia wrestle ever. I don't (laughs) need it. It doesn't, that doesn't, there's nothing, there's nothing that's going to make that interesting to me. And having CM Punk come out and have a wrestle ma- wrestling match with Bronson Reed on a random Monday isn't going to do anything to build business for CM Punk. Um, I agree. I, I totally agree with that. You're spot on. And Zane Vicious is right, by the way. Punk did sign a multi-year contract with WWE. Now, what that means, we don't know yet, obviously. But he's come on. Look, if it look, Zane, I don't know if he's gonna make up for the past ten years, but look, it's up to him, man. If he's willing to grind shit out in WWE at his age now, what is he? 44, 45 at this point? He's yeah, he's up there. He's getting up there anyway. Yeah, he's in he's, right. he's in his mid forties. He's in his mid forties. I mean, come on, dude. He can't be look how fragile he is, man. He just jumped on the friggin' guardrail and done his leg. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and and Rob, you're spot on. He does want to headline Mania, and he will headline Mania night one. I'll say it now, confidently. It will yeah. be him and Rollins night one at Mania next year. 100% for the World Heavyweight Championship. Heck, he might even win the damn belt and have a little run. That way, he can fulfill his destiny. He can fulfill his dream. And he can, like, ride off in the sunset after that. A happy guy, hopefully. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. No guarantees with Punk, but you know, hopefully he uh, does walk in the sun. Because look, now he gets the chance to legitly like fix all his past bullshit and end it the way he always wanted to end it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's simple as that. But he goes and, on to say, and there's yeah, a reason too. Like, so, sorry, like, thank you for the comment, Robert. Actually, it's really, really brilliant. Um, uh, when he says, "I think he genuinely has a desire to help younger talent." I think that's absolutely true. And I don't think that you can 100%. really question that after watching his run in AEW. Yes, he won the the major matches against the younger people that he wrestled, right? But he lost like the he lost the program to MJF, basically, right? Absolutely, dude. And, absolutely. And and you can't just have him show up. You can't have CM Punk show up and give someone a win for absolutely no reason and have it mean something like it should right you actually have to do things the right way and sometimes that's okay we're gonna be in the ring you're gonna learn from me i'm gonna go over in the end but i'm gonna make you look like a million bucks even in the loss brett was really good at that too right and that was actually something that a lot of people pointed out so much of CM Punk's run in AEW, you could directly see the influence from Bret Hart, right? That first match back against Darby Allen, for instance, was basically just Bret one, two, three kid. That that's all it, it that, was. The whole no, fucking it match was. was that. Yeah, that's, that's what all it was. Hundred um, percent. Move and so, moves too, Chris, in, in that match. And 
I mean, literally, like the fucking facial expression. It was facial expression (laughs) by facial facial expression too. Like it it was it was a almost one to one recreation. And I'm not really was man. I'm not knocking it. Brett is the guy to emulate if that's what you want to do, right? Um, But you know, you could see when he was in AEW that a lot of the younger talent really got to the point where they wanted to work with him. Jungle Boy aside, right? But Jungle Boy, I will remind you is the asshat who a few months before that was giving an interview at a wrestling oh, like at, at a fucking wrestling gym where somebody asked oh what's your advice on becoming a pro wrestler and he said don't it's miserable like <laughs> maybe that guy is just an asshole you know he's a fucking prick dude a little prick too man that's yeah. got an attitude problem legit you know yeah. what I mean? Maybe he was a spoiled little shit for you know. You know what I mean? There's but no maybe. He, There's no maybe. Well, actually, he was a spoiled little shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There's no maybe. What am I tripping on? Look at his little bitch ass. Have you seen the pictures when he was at Summerstone with his dad? He looked no. like a little bitch, dude. Oh, you haven't seen it? He was about like, I don't know. Mate. He looked like he was eight years old, dude. Maybe nine years old. As a matter of fact, Punk was the main event of that Summerstone that year, right? And he was in front row with Luke Perry. And I kid you not. The kid looked like a little bitch. You would have thought that was his daughter, not his fucking. I'm not. I'm not kidding. He still had the long locks. He just looked like a, a feminine little girl. I'm I he still looks like a feminine little girl. I hate that kid. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I really though, honestly, like I really don't like that guy. I do not like people who seem He's a little shit. I I do not like people who come across as entitled and also. Who come across as like, um, I don't need to take advice from anybody, right? This whole crew, this whole California crew of like, oh, Jim Ross is here and he has something to say. Who cares what Jim Ross says? Oh, Billy Gunn is here and he wants to give me some advice. What did Billy Gunn ever main event the WrestleMania? Like, you kids need to get slapped in your fucking faces is what needs to happen. But. Anyway, I'm 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 becoming an, an angry old man yelling at the clouds uh-huh. at this point. But <laughs> I feel you. I was that a long time ago now, bro. It feels like, but um, like Todd says, he, I mean, he brings up a great point. He was the one who showed Jay Cargo how to use a steel chair for fuck's sake because no one else did. But don't talk about that because it doesn't fit everyone's narrative. It's true, man. <laughs> it's it's true. The amount of hate online is just ridiculous too. Uh, Josh, aka TN Coopener, says, I still think Jungle Boy should be fired. For- I agree. I mean, absolutely. CM Punk got fired. <laughs> like, well, yeah. You fired, the, shit. you fired the guy who was actually making a difference in your business, and you didn't fire the little shit who caused the fucking problems in the first place. Okay. Okay. That's how dumb this company, well, not this company, but AEW is. Even the Bucks, if the Bucks, you know, were at fault also, well, bro, obviously not in this bro, case, but like. I said. I said when this whole thing fucking started up and you guys were like, oh, they." I remember having this conversation with you and Jeff and you and Jeff were both on. Yeah, but they kind of need to fire CM Punk at this point. And I remember saying very loudly, I remember saying very loudly, they need to fire the elite, like is who they actually need to fire. They need to fire the group of fucking guys over there who keep telling everybody, oh, I don't need to take advice. 
I main evented the fucking Tokyo Dome or whatever the fuck you did. Whatever the fuck you did over in Japan, however big in Japan you are with your fucking t-shirts or whatever, like you do still need to shut the fuck up sometimes and take advice from people who have literally main evented WrestleManias, Royal Rumbles, you know, Summer Slams. You you that crew legit basically told Jim Ross to go fuck himself. Yeah. That's why I like calling them the Cowbunga crew, bro. Because, you know, they're fucking Ninja Turtles, pretty much. That's how they wrestle. I just, I can't. I can't <laughs> with those fucking guys, man. There's there's nothing not- there. And there's nothing. The, the other thing is that none of them are good. I, I know everybody goes, oh, the Young Bucks are like the best. Set. They're not. The Young Bucks are every fucking junior heavyweight tag team that ever existed in WCW. They're, okay, that's great. You're going to tell me that those guys, you're going to tell me that those guys against Harlem Heat would be a good match <laughs> or that those guys against <laughs> the Steiner brothers would have been would have been a competition like <laughs> you No. It's funny you you brought up Harlem Heat. You know there was legit heat with Booker T and the Young Bucks. I don't know if you ever heard of that story, right? No, but I oh. I'm sure it was their fault. <laughs> it was. Can I just quickly tell you the story? Tell me. The fact that you brought up Harlem Heat was was brilliant. Well, when the Bucks had, um, you know, tryouts in WWE, mm-hmm. they were brought back quite a bit. Say they were there for three weeks straight, and Shawn Michaels was a big reason, actually, for them being there longer than usual. But in the end, they decided to not sort of join WWE and left. But it was close. And they wrestled the Usos, believe it or not, in a dark match during this time. Uh, but anyway... Um, so they were there, you know, the old saying about you have to shake everybody's hand or else you got heat and whatnot. Yeah. Well, first of all, they thought they shook everyone's hand and they thought by being in a locker room, they see fucking Red Bull cans, right? They figured, well, fuck, you know what I mean? This year, why not fucking, you know, drink him, right? Well, little did they know that was Booker T's fucking Red Bull cans, right? And everybody knew in that locker room, you don't touch fucking Booker T's <laughs> red, red Bull cans, right? So he went off on them, dude. Like, literally. Like, I can only picture it, right? I, I could picture this shit. Uh, like, he went off and, well, look, what the fuck? You, you know, what the fuck you doing, man? <laughs> I can picture this shit. And they'll be like, well, we're just drinking. He goes, no, 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 they're my drinks. <laughs> Not fucking yours, man. You know what I mean? What the fuck are you drinking my drinks for, you know? It was funny enough, they actually were cool when they re-saw each other in Australia, believe it or not. And that's when they, like, uh, squashed the beef. But I find that kind of funny. Anyway, I don't like them. I don't think they're good wrestlers. I have yet to fucking watch a match with the Young Bucks and come away from it and go, no, yeah, I get it now. I totally get it. (laughs) It hasn't happened. I've been watching AEW for four fucking years. I don't get They've it. They've exposed himself, man. I mean, the only one that's actually innocent in all of this is really Kenny Omega, bro. Legitly. Uh, innocent is a strong word, but probably more well, innocent than those two fuck chuckle fucks. Yeah, like, I... Kenny Omega is a good worker. Kenny Omega is a guy that you would want to sign and have him in your Intercontinental Championship, like, division. Like, he's... He's a good wrestler. He is a good worker. He's also kind of a fucking head case, right? Like I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know what you're saying. It's you true. see what the fuck, how case. the fuck he he's talks online and stuff. It's like he's, he's weird, not, bro. He's, he's a not weird just pet. wrestling. Isn't just <laughs> wrestling. It's it's storytelling. 
in the it's most passion. It's, it's passion. <laughs> it's you know, it's that you know, and it's just like, bro, like you gotta stop talking. You you gotta stop. Just shh, shh, shut up. My dick gets hard every time. Flex your abs and <laughs> shut up. Yeah, while wearing jeans too, and just <laughs> fucking no guy, on. jeans and no top, <laughs> every fucking um, week for like three months. Uh, that's fucking funny though, man. Like I don't know if he realizes what he's doing, but that's fucking funny <sighs> to me, bro. AEW, <laughs> you gotta love this company, man. But um, hey, you know it's no secret. I fucking am a big Kenny Mark. I keep saying this, but fucking you guys are really trying to make me like and 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 i'm not gonna lie it's it's kind of working and i don't want to be that way i don't want to be fucking yep um you know influence shall i say but you aren't wrong that's the problem no and, and he's no and like robert if uh if you had li- if you had been listening to us um at the time when cm punk was fired um i i remember like the the unprofessional handing of punk in terms of travel was one of the major things that i harped on like what happened in london was unforgivable and if you're running a company and the person who's in charge of your travel coordination has already tweeted something negative about your biggest talent and then fucks up their travel on the biggest to the biggest fucking show that you're putting on all year you fire that travel coordinator I, I don't care if that's your best friend from high school. You're like, bro, listen, I got to let you go. Like, you know, we'll we'll figure out a way no to excuse. get you back in the company somewhere, you know, down the line with something or whatever. But I have to fire you for this. Like, that's one of those things where you just have to say, no, that's this is a this is an undertaker getting burned by the fucking pyro guy situation. <laughs> you get the fuck out now. You fucked up the travel for the biggest name we have on the biggest night we've ever fucking had. And he had to get here on the fucking tube. <laughs> That's fucked. That's crazy, bro. I'll never get... I thought that was all bullshit and innuendo per se, right? Then I saw the pictures and I was like, nah, man, they really did him that way. This motherfucker had to go on public transport. Like, for real? Bro. In a foreign country or no less? Nah, uh, no wonder why he was angry to start with. Yeah. I would have been fucking angry, man. I probably wouldn't have even been able to do that damn match. You know what I mean? Straight up. And then you see Again, a little man. shit like Jungle Perry, uh, Jungle Perry, Jungle Boy, whatever the fuck his name is, saying, yep. "Hey, Phil, real glass," like a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd want to snap the kid, man. <laughs> like, especially you already pissed off, and that was it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that was it. You're you're done. Like yeah. I'm, I've had it. Fuck that company after that. You know what? Tony and AEW and the Bucks and everyone that fucking wanted to fill out Hangman and whatnot. You're the fools. Not only did you lose money, you lost money on the table, right? But it was you fools that managed to get CM Punk to run back to the company that he vowed to never return ever again. He lost his passion for professional wrestling because of the company that he's gone straight back to, bro. And even before yesterday, Jimmy, how was that going for their fucking views? Are you talking about CM Punk? Yeah. How was that going for AEW's views? Numbers. Oh. How were Collision's numbers doing after they let Punk go? 
now he's back in WWE. This is it's it's the yeah, beginning fun. of they there were people online who were like, Yeah, it'll go down for a couple of months and then it'll come back up. This is the beginning of the fucking decline for AEW now, with Punk going back to WWE. There's I don't I don't know how else to put it. This right. was and, I, and I've been careful with saying that because I don't want to be labeled as one of those people that wants AEW to die because I don't, right? I don't either, man. I bro, like our biggest show for PWC is what? Yeah. It's the skirmish, the Wednesday night skirmish, skirmish, which is what about do we review? <laughs> dynamite, AEW dynamite, to be precise. Legitimately. That's our biggest show. That's our biggest show, and that's been our biggest show since we started the PWC, right? And I I love the fact that there's another place for wrestlers to go. But I'm also going to be very fair, right? WWE is boring as fuck sometimes, right? And when it's boring as fuck, I tell people, I can't fucking watch this shit. It's garbage, right? Same thing with AEW. There are times when they make such gigantic fuck-ups that you have no choice but to just be like, look, there's a fuck-up. And there's a fuck-up. And then another man. Man. Fuck up. <laughs> it's just laughing comedy of errors with you over and over. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. Um we'll move on to the main card now because now yeah, now to think about it, we've spoken about punk in you know in very much linked. But what you heard here is not what you're gonna hear on our previous show. Literally everything we spoke about with punk is completely different to what we spoke about about punk on the previous show, believe it or not. And yeah. that was done on purpose. I tried to literally steer us yeah. on a different sort of road. Because obviously we don't want to like throw up the same old punk shit no. on and the there's, different And there's shows. lots to say. <laughs> there really is. I mean, this show could just be about punk, and that's it. Because really, talking about um, Survivor Series Survivor right now, Series, yeah, is kind of like um, irrelevant after the whole punk thing. Really, I mean, mm-hmm. it really, and that's a problem I have. I think the show wasn't too. I know you weren't the biggest fan of it, and I can see where you're coming from. But once Punk came out, it was just overshadowed everything. It just didn't matter anymore. But, it made um, everything it is, else very small. Yeah. yeah. And that would piss me off as a worker, personally. I'd take that as a bit of a slap, you know what I mean? And see, my problem with Survivor Series, the reason I don't like the pay-per-view and have never liked the pay-per-view or the format or the way that... I don't like Survivor Series. To me, there is no big four. There's a big three and then everything else oh, is a, is a minor pay-per-view. Survivor, Survivor Series, Series is part of the big four, bro. <laughs> I don't, it's, it doesn't feel that way to me because there's never stakes. Do you know? Like, well, well, the, your world champion was in a match to, okay, your, your fucking secondary world champion was in a match and it wasn't for his belt. The tag champs were in a match. Belts weren't on the line. The, you know what I mean? Like, the major players in your company are busy doing grab ass and fucking multi-man tag teams i just it's not my it's not what i like i like matches that matter i like stakes in my wrestling and no i don't like stakes in my and no i I don't mean i don't mean medium (laughs) you know medium cooked beef (laughs) (laughs) but i like medium cooked beef i'll take steaks whenever any day (laughs) but but i like for there to be stakes in wrestling and you know, right. if you if you're trying to tell me that there's a major one of the major four pay per views, one of the big four shows of the of the year, and your world title's not even not even on the line, no, 
I, I know what you're saying. I mean, the fact that even Roma remained, look, they could have done a friggin', you know, I get it. They did it last year, but still the bloodline's supposed to still be a thing. They could have done a war games with the bloodline. And you talk about stakes. Imagine like the stakes if Roma's championship was on the line, but under war games rules, two teams. So everybody else can lose that championship for him, which would yeah. bring up the stakes, would it not? I mean, that would be awesome. That would be, but, that, again, there's, and I'm not saying that it's perfect, but make it mean something. Right. I see. Right? I see. Even, even make it mean something and just say, okay, the winners of the, the winners of the Survivor Series championship uh, or the Survivor Series um, match, they all get to have a title shot at some point in the next six months not of their own accord you know the company will will book it for whenever they need to kind of thing so that it's not too similar to the money in the bank or whatever but like give me a reason to give a fuck like why do i care who won the women's match nah see uh, we'll get to that in a moment but i just want to read out a couple of comments arzol joins us thank you for joining us brother he says too bad they didn't do Whoever gets the peanut survivors gets to enter the run, but that's a smart idea. It's little things like that. At least you're giving it a meaning, right? There's some sort of stakes. Again, thirty. That's a great fucking thing. I bet you WB haven't really thought of that. Heck, I've never thought of it like that. But they should do little things like that, where you know, if you win whatever at uh -huh. Survivor Series, if it's a Survivor Series, you know, type of match, and you're the you know last one standing. Or whoever gets the pin, like Arzol said, thirty a spot in the rumble. That way, you know who's going to be thirty. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no if or buts. You can't really bitch about it because the person that you know entered thirty earned that spot, not just yeah. giving it to him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So no, that's cool. And that man. was, and that was again, that was one of the things why last year. I said I don't want Cody to win at Mania. I don't like that story. I don't like the because story of thirty. <laughs> yeah, you show up as number thirty. Oh, good for you. You eliminated a guy who's been in there for an hour and fifteen minutes in Gunther to win after you've been in there for six fucking minutes. You didn't earn your shot. Do you know what I mean? At at and least no, you know if you're, you're if right. you if you got the pin at Survivor Series and then you got number thirty or whatever. Yeah, that's fine. Oh God. Rob with the <laughs> Honestly, I was hoping they'd bring back uh bring punk back by hatching out of the <laughs> gobbledygooker egg at the end of the show. That could have done a slow build throughout the show. Last punk comment. <laughs> you sound like our boy Chris Willand with the, with those type of uh comments, funny enough, Rob. Um but um no man, you can continue to ask us about punk. It's all good, bro. But um, yeah, that would have been funny. Yeah, but that's burying the guy. <laughs> let's talk about fucking Survivor Series, man. Let's talk about. Oh, well, let's get into yeah. Survivor Series. I mean, I don't think anybody wants to talk Survivor Series, but heck, we'll talk Survivor Series because that's what we're here for. Um, it is the women's War Games match. I knew this was going to start off the show. It just, you know, it just felt that way. Um, it was Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair and Shotzi and Becky Lynch defeating Damage Control. Um, this is just how do I put this? There's a lot of dumb shit in this match, Chris. Is how I'm gonna like put it. I wasn't impressed with EO Sky jumping off a tr you know with a trash. Who the fuck puts a trash can over themselves? Really, think about it realistically, right? 
Who the fuck, let alone a female, put a trash can over themselves and jump off the damn cage like a fucking weird torpedo, which looked dumb anyway. I... Like, Man, I, I told you, I told you when this was happening what I thought about this match, and maybe I'm an asshole. And Liz, you're the perfect person to be listening to this. I, I hope you can, I hope you can tell me if I'm just a fucking asshole and I'm just a misogynist prick about this. Okay, I am sick to death of them building matches around. Look, everybody, the women's can do stuff too now. It's not 1940 anymore. Look at the look. That one's bleeding. She's bleeding. <laughs> not the way we used to think of them bleeding. Actually bleeding. There's blood over her head. Look, the women are doing dangerous stuff now. It's not fucking cool. Tell me an interesting story yeah. why this team wants to fight this fucking team or get the fuck off of my TV screen, man. I like. I know, there's no real implications to to the winner of this match. Like really, like, <sighs> like, dude. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you right now. The feud that legitimately like brought me back to professional wrestling was Bailey and Sasha in NXT. You That's that. the feud. Numerous occasions. Okay. That, so I'm not the Brooklyn not, match. The first one you told that about? Brooklyn match, man. But it's it was the whole fucking feud, man. I loved everything about what those two were doing in NXT. I love. Like I can I can absolutely fall in love with women's wrestling. But stop doing this where it's just, <laughs> look, the women can do it too. We know. know. That's just them, bro. We That's know. Them. It's not even uh, WB. I, th I truly think it's the female athletes that want to do this just to prove a point, like you just said. So, um, yeah. And like Zane says, man. It's gratuitous um, for the sake of gratuity. I don't right. care about it. I don't like make me care with the sexist. story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Listen, if the fucking if the if the men's match was the same fucking thing, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it wasn't exactly like that, but we'll get to that. Um, Zane says I hated them grabbing weapons before they entered the cage. I know it's just so not classy for, for cheeks, man. I mean, I hate the one thing that bothers me is cheeks not being. Cl when I say classy, I'm not talking about in looks. I'm talking about classy is in attitude, bro. Mm -hmm. I hate a real foul mouth chick. Like, even not a big me, Sasha not... fan. Nah, nah, well, she's a fucking crybaby, really. Let's be honest. She's a Sasha's prima donna, bro. Ratchet. <laughs> she, she, you know, got on all fours and just started banging the floor like a fucking, like a child. Like, you know, yeah. That, that's a bit of a turn off, man. But that's just me. Not that I hate Sasha Banks. I'm a fan, but you know. And Liz says, as a chick. Because she is the resident chick here at HMG and the PWC. As a chick, I don't want to see a chick <laughs> bleeding in a match for any other reason that she took a bad hit. While, yes, it's nice to see women actually wrestle, I don't need that hit over my head. Facts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. same here. Oh. Same here, man. And like, we've, listen, there's plenty of women on the roster who I've talked about being a big fucking fan of, right? <coughs> um, you know, like I said, Bailey huge fan and no it's not just because of the proportions of her body although yeah that's nice too that's a bonus right that's bonus right but like you know you don't you don't have to have been in love with bret hart to love bret hart as a wrestler right it's the same thing with like with bailey right 
it's not it's not that I think she's just super drop dead gorgeous because you know she's not in her face like she's she's a normal really. chick she's a normal right. looking chick she, right absolutely she's it's not like she's like stunning she's not but there's I think the fact that she's that natural and she's like your everyday a, chick right she's a fantastic worker right Serena right. Deeb I'm like listen okay i who, think serena deeb is, is, days, bro. i think serena deeb is legitimately the best women's worker on the planet worker. i mean Absolutely. that okay oh. i am not attracted to serena deeb at all i don't like the like <laughs> i don't like the super skinny look i'm not into that right i don't i don't like that so i'm not attracted to serena deeb but i am a big fucking fan of serena deeb like you know what I mean? Like, I, just in exactly the same fucking way. There, I didn't like Bret Hart because he was pretty. I don't fucking care what Bret Hart looks like, right? And he felt like he was the prettiest cunt out there, bro. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Bret Hart's in love with himself. We've established this. But like, but like this—that's the thing with like women. And just give me women's wrestling, but give me a reason why the women are wrestling, not just not not still on this. Oh, it's the it's the women's revolution. Like that was ten fucking years ago. Can we move on? I know ten years ago, literally, dude. Like ten years ago, right? They still haven't fucking moved on. <laughs> Labrat says, "Chris, you're Canadian. You have to like bread." Hey, true. Uh, that is true, though. I mean, a Canadian bringing up bread. I mean, what? <laughs> come on, nah. But but also, but truth be told. We've we've laughed at Brett too. I mean, I'm not Canadian, obviously. I'm I'm saying you know both of us because like we said just two minutes ago, he truly is a mark for himself. That doesn't mean he's yeah. not one of the best to ever do it. Heck, he, he had a large painting. He had a large painting <laughs> over his bed of himself in a frilly leather jacket. There's something wrong with that guy. Like Brett Hart's a the story? weird fucking dude. <laughs> do you remember the Scott Hall stories, dude? Yeah, I don't know if yeah. you ever heard. Yeah, I yeah, think that I was one of them, right? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget when he said he, you know, the first time he walked into his house, Brett's house, mm-hmm. he was just like in awe, like, holy shit, this guy's a mark, man, for himself. Like, <laughs> all he saw, he's like, I never saw like his kids, his wife. Also, was Brett like everywhere. Like, <laughs> I love Brett, man. Oh man, seriously, you gotta love that guy. That's why, like, you know, when you call a championship a, a prop, and it is a prop, but to some of these but guys, it. it's, it's more than that. Well, it's a fucking prop. Yeah. Use it. <laughs> but to some, it's it, man. You know this yourself. Some of these guys take it like, you know, like it's. Look, just ask Brett, bro. I mean, I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. Seven-time world champion, bro. He never forgets to tell you that. Like, you know what I mean? That's right. Um, but anyway, uh, let's move on really from that match. I wasn't a big fan. A lot of people thought it was a great match. I don't know why I didn't like it. It's probably a lot of column A and a little from column B when it, it comes to like women. violence for the sake right. of violence. There was no story to it. Why were they all wrestling each other? I don't... They... <sighs> Well, there was story to it, but it was pretty bad storytelling, it and it was bad. all happening on SmackDown, bro. Yeah, yeah. And 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 and, and a chick team that calls themselves like uh, War Pigs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on, War Pigs, really? War Pigs. I mean, it's probably better than the Kabuki Warriors at this point, but like, well, you know why it is better because you know what I think of. I've said this to you, and I don't know if you remember, but in Greek, there's a word called Timbuki. <laughs> mm-hmm. And do you know what Timbuki means in Greek? Mm-mm. Head job. 
Oh, sweet. Right? So every time I hear Kabuki Warriors, I think of Timbuki Warriors, right? There's a fun fact. And I just, it doesn't leave my head. It's too close sounding. I'm sorry. I know. Sorry, Liz. But come on, man. Timbuki. Kabuki. I mean, come on. Pretty close. (laughs) It's pretty close. close. I think if I was Greek, I'd probably hear it too. I'm telling you, bro. That's all that runs through my head. I keep thinking Timbuki. And I keep wanting to say it on the air. And then I think, hang on a minute, man. They don't understand what I'm saying. (laughs) So it wouldn't make sense. But now that I explained it. Anyway, uh, as Labra said, the match was unnecessary as it was. And (laughs) Josh says, don't ask Brett about Goldberg. Truly, truly don't ask him. Uh, Rob also says, Serena has nothing but good things to say about you. (laughs) <laughs> if Serena Deeb has ever said anything about me ever, I I want proof and I want to frame it. That will go above my fucking bed in my in my house. Like, I'll 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 have a painting drawn up of whatever Serena Deeb has ever said about me, and I'll hang that over my fucking wall. That that'll be the thing. Well, that'll be my Bret Hart thing for sure. If Serena Deeb has ever said anything about me, because she's awesome. Well, you know, she's kind of very close to our family, if you know what I mean. It's no secret that Ben and Serena are best friends and have been for years. Uh, Liz with a, with a great comment. Liz says, I hear Kabuki and I think about <laughs> a makeup brush. <laughs> Is that actually a makeup brush brand, Kabuki, Liz? I mean, <laughs> and Todd said, I thought Timbuki was Japanese for... <laughs> For coked up Mark. You're you're a funny dude, Todd. Fucking hell. You still kill me. Every time I think everyone else has got it over you right now with the comments, you come in with a bang. I don't <laughs> remember what she back. said this morning, but Liz definitely took the crown for the morning though. Like when oh, yeah, she when, did she she's, did. she had so I can't remember what she said, but that comment was fucking awesome. <laughs> she says it's a type of foundation brush. Oh, oh well, I should ask my significant day D. Have you heard of uh, have you have you heard of uh, what was it Kabuki a Kabuki makeup brush? Oh, she can't hear me, man. She's got her headset on playing video games. God damn it! <laughs> I'm talking to myself as per yeah. usual. But shout shout out to Liz though, man. She's one tough cookie. She knows what I'm talking about. I don't need to elaborate here, but she really yeah, is one no. tough cookie, man, for real. And I truly mean that, Liz, for real. But um, but anyway, uh, yeah. Oh, God, hell no. Uh, Todd says, uh, no, was it Todd? No, it was Josh saying, I thought Serena in AEW could have joined the BCC. Actually, that could have worked. She could have done so much bloody things. That fucking... <laughs> <sighs> She'd be bleeding like the rest of them. What are you talking about, dude? Come on. Uh, Come yeah, on, but Josh. If she Do you was really bleeding, want that? If she was bleeding, she would have made a reason for it and it would have made sense. I guarantee you, Serena Deeb wouldn't just be blading for the sake of blading. <laughs> she would have known what the fucking story was. She would have used it to fucking make, do business. Oh, man. There there was legitimately like a, a, a few months there where, and I think I said this when we were doing, like when we were doing uh, the shows where I was just like, Man, I am literally just watching every week to see if Serena D wrestles. I don't care about anything else going on. How long on right has now. it been though now? Has it been over a year though since we've seen her? Even more than that? Has it been two years? It feels like it's over two years at this point, Chris. It has been way too fucking long. It doesn't I don't get it. <sighs> I don't get it. Well, 
Liz said the comment that you were talking about, Chris, uh, was yes, the it Commander was. Gravity yes, it was, was, was the theme version of Buzz Lightyear. That that cracked us all up, man. Thanks for the refresh. You know, CTE kicks in pretty fast with us, <laughs> even though we did a show not too long ago. I'm um, I'm still running on five and a half hours of sleep, so I'm yeah. And I'm still running from sleeping from back. Remember when I spoke to you that I slept through Survivor Series, yeah. and I said I'll be. Oh, I swear to God, bro, I'm dead tired. Look at my eyes, man. Like for real, yeah. this is like I, yeah, but you with, now. <laughs> yeah, but you being squinty is like I'm, I'm always suspect if that's because you're tired, <laughs> right? Oh, you know me, Chris. Come on, I think everyone knows what I get up to. But hey. At least my eyes don't go red anymore, which is a good thing. Because my eyes used to go bloodshot, bro. That doesn't seem to happen to me anymore for whatever reason. Uh, Labra said all this blood talk. Speaking of bloodshot. Moxie's going to stop by the chat. Oh, God. Imagine that. Fuck you guys, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jumps in. I'd love to slap Moxie one day. I think he looks big, bad, and tough. But I reckon he's nothing like that, man. I think he's all talk, all bark, all bullshit. I truly think... He's a bitch in a way. Like imagine I, giving him a fucking slap across the face and shoot himself. So you know how I have like a few life rules? Like I don't feel sorry for people who can afford a yacht. I just don't. Right. I just I like okay. I like, feel you. Why should you? Like why your should wife, anybody? Your wife died. I'm sorry. Go for a sail. I like <laughs> you know, oh, I don't I don't feel geez. sorry for people who can afford a yacht. I also don't fear anyone who used to smoke meth. I'm just not scared of you. If you used to smoke meth, I'll knock the shit out of you. Because <laughs> something, something bad happened to your brain when you're doing that shit. Like, it, it makes you really but Maybe up. you should be scared, bro, because, you know, they're known as to, like, they have to go down, bro. Yeah, that's okay. Even if you're, I like, like painting people. the shit out of them, bro. Yeah, I, but... I, I like hitting people with, with straight rights all day I'll, I'll i'll do i'll do one two from a distance and just do the fucking lennox lewis thing 12 <laughs> rounds Papa, 12, like jabbing, 12 rounds jabbing all the way of me doing nothing but jabbing you and hitting straight. you with a straight right hand <laughs> yeah that's it you don't get close to me because we go all 12 uh... rounds i win walking away i get to go back to jamaica and laugh at you because God knows you ain't knocking out those motherfuckers, bro. They're just not going to drop. They're going to keep getting back up. So that's a smart thing to do for sure. Todd, you're a fucking funny cunt, Todd. God damn it. He says, look into my eyes and and tell me. You should have said that part, Todd. What do you see? It's the Aussie Nostradamus Jimmy T. <laughs> you're funny, bro. <laughs> Oh man, you're on fire! What's up with you, Todd? Today, man, what are you what are you doing tonight, bro? Did you get laid? What's going on? I mean, he's extra like. Uh, you, weren't you hot before? But I'm glad that we actually cheered you up, man. Uh, match of the night was. We'll get to that actually in a moment. Uh, but it's great that you gave us your thoughts on that. So let's move on, because uh, oh man, I could have gotten you know who entered in what fucking thing. I don't I think don't anybody wants to, no. yeah, you know what I mean? So, uh, anyway, we go backstage after that match as we see Chelsea Green, Piper Niven, and most of Alpha Academy hanging out backstage and watching the show. And guess what they're eating, Chris? Uh, chips. <laughs> chips, that's right. As Pretty Deli roll up to be all Britishy about crisps versus chips and just quietly to our uh, UK... You know, brothers and sisters, it's chips, all right? It's chips. <laughs> it's not crisps, for fuck's sake. Stop correcting Americans on 
snack food. Okay, have you seen and, the obesity and Australians rates? and Canadians? Well, that's true. If you've ever seen the <laughs> obesity rates of Americans, if they call hey, a snack something, that's what it's fucking we're, called. We're not. They we're not fucking it. that far behind, Chris, including Canada. So. Uh, just quietly. I'm just I saying, know. I know here we've got an obesity problem, so. I know. But uh, anyway, like I was saying, it was chips. But nevertheless, they argue about crisps or fucking chips. And for an elaborate ad, Red R-Truth is here to play Peacemaker. As Sammy Zane is hanging out backstage when Jay Uso rolls up to chat, Sammy says something's worrying him and he doesn't want to raise alarms. But Randy Orton still isn't here. Uso says he's was he was worried about this and he doesn't think Randy would want to team with him anyway for putting him on the shelf. Zayn reassures him though that none of this is his fault and they have a history in war games themselves. And whether Randy is here or not, no matter what happens, Sammy has his back as they embrace and Jay goes off to talk to Cody. Uh first of all, our truth is back, which is great. Um he says it's not chips, it's not crisps. It's fucking ruffles, Chris. Yeah, ruffles have ridges. They do. I used to love ruffles when I was young, dude. Yeah, ruffles are right. Yeah. Um, All dressed. You know All dressed ruffles. I know you don't know what I'm talking about because that's a Canadian I don't. Thing. All okay. dressed ruffles are the fucking bomb. No, 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 no. Salt and vinegar ruffles are the fucking bomb. And you probably don't even know what that is. Yeah, I do. Of course I do. Salt and vinegar oh, is like do? one of oh. the most popular flavors of chips. Dude, a lot of Americans don't know what the fuck salt and vinegar chips are, bro. I, I, that's why yeah, I was sure. Do you, you know what ketchup you chips are? Yeah, of course, bro. We got the ketchup chips. Right here, the Heinz ones are you talking about? The Heinz uh, ketchup chips? Yeah, well, you can get them like that, but like all of the brands have ketchup chips in Canada. Yeah, right. All right. All the ones them. I particularly eat are the Heinz, like they're called Smith's chips, right? But fucking, they're, they're the Heinz ketchup fucking flavor, literally. Yeah. No, guess, Liz, though, uh, Liz Liz is right. Liz is 100% right. Um, ruffles are the best with dip. It, even like plain ruffles, if you get hell of a good dip, it's in like a yellow yellow container. So fucking good. This is I like agree. exactly I do that the kind sometimes. of shit I, like, I have to keep All away right. from me. Otherwise, I'll get fat again. Uh, yeah, and you've lost a lot of fucking weight, man. I can vouch for that, man. I remember from the time, you know, when we first started, he had a gut, man, this guy. He was completely different. But you know what's amazing? Seeing Jeff, <laughs> how fat he was and at the start, dude, and then yeah. what he became. I, I was shocked because I was used to seeing him all the time. I never noticed the change until I went back on it. But anyway. Now he um, almost looks like he's in the league of his wife. So <laughs> Almost. Yeah, he's getting there. Almost. He's getting there. Uh, um, and remember, Jeff, if you are listening, and I know you still do listen and, and we appreciate that. I told you, man, the door's always open. <laughs> For you to do a show, you don't have to give me all these fucking, uh, you know, like a whole fat contract and whatnot. We're not saying come back, like come back. We're saying if you want to do a show with us, you can. No strings attached. Anyway, um, as far as dip goes, Liz, do you know what tzatziki is? If you do, try that with, you know, use that as a dip with your chips. I'm telling you, you, you won't be disappointed. Tzatziki is the shit, man. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? I don't know if she's into Greek food or not, or if she's even really eating Greek food. But uh, yeah, you won't be disappointed. Uh, Josh says, don't double dip the chips, Liz. Yeah, that I hate. Shut up, I'm Josh. You wouldn't care. You wouldn't care. <laughs> I don't, I, look, no shit. I hate fucking uh, when, like, just say you're sharing a fucking dip. And yeah. motherfucker double, that pisses me off. I'm not going to lie. 
<laughs> it depends on who I'm eating with and like how they're eating. Like, uh, of course, if people are like licking the chip like while they're fucking like eating it and then dipping it again, like, yeah, we got problems. Don't do that shit. But you know, <laughs> if if it's somebody I know real good and like they're like dipping and then like you know like kind of snapping it off and then dipping it again, like oh, I have bro, a friend who will, who will who will take a bite oh, and then he'll oh, turn oh, the fucking chip around so that it's the other end and then dip again. Uh, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, look, we probably make a big fuss, but if I saw a motherfucker eat a carrot or a fucking celery stick, and, and you know, like bit it and then fucking dipped that, that fucking annoys me. Labrat though wants to know, Jimmy, do you butter your chips? Labrat, who the fuck do you think I am, bro? <laughs> what do you think I fucking am? Uh, I mean, fucking hell! Just because I say I butter my sandwiches doesn't mean I butter, butter my on chips, the ham bro. Sandwich, you That's weird disgusting. Bastard. No, you're fucking. You North Americans are all weird. God damn it. Everyone else around the world, I told you this, butter their sandwiches, except for y'all, all right, who, who are weird. Don't don't get me started on this shit again. That was a long time ago. And that brat, you're not my crab cat anymore. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyway, uh, Liz says, yes, but it's not my favorite. I'm a French onion girl. Ooh. Yeah, French, French onion, onion, eh? Awesome. Um, there's you know extra chewing gum after uh french onion would be great this <laughs> just saying actually tzatziki is pretty bad too but i'm not gonna lie <laughs> it's, yeah tzatziki tzatziki's not bad though like because it's, it's made garlic of, though yeah there's a bunch of garlic in it but it's basically made out of cucumber right like that's that's, that's true what and, and and yogurt greek yogurt yeah it's good anyway and i'm, I'm glad you love greek salad because liz the truth is greek salad is the best salad period there's no and i'm not trying to be biased it really is the best fucking uh <laughs> these guys are making me laugh in the chat but We're anyway that, calling you jimmy best... butters that's no be... no don't man jimmy butters ah. i butter my butter zane that's vicious bro <laughs> seriously what the fuck man all right let's oh, get I back think... to fucking survivor series what the fuck happened next look at this man i've got heat everywhere fucking butter's fucking melting everywhere Anyway, yes, let's move on, shall we? Because uh, it's the match that Mr. Rob Christensen brought up, I believe, which is the Intercontinental Championship match between Gunther, your champion, versus Mike Mizanin. I said that because that's what Gunther was calling him all week. Uh, you know what? How do I put this? Everyone was... Remember, I didn't watch the Vibe Series live because, as you know, I slept through fucking most of it. Um, but I heard everybody say this match was off the hook, basically. Okay, so I went into it with, you know, with kind of uh, high expectations. And maybe because my bar was set a bit high, maybe I was left a little disappointed. But it was a good match. I felt it was very short, though, for a, for this type of matchup. I don't understand how everybody said, wow, Miz put up. Man, it was fucking pretty short for a Gunther match. And Gunther still won, and I felt like he still won relatively easy. It might be. Am I wrong in saying no. that? No, you're you're not wrong. And I like I think that Robert's earlier comment is right. It was the match of the night, but I mean, when it's like one of the only wrestling matches, right? And I just I don't think that the fucking cage matches. That's not wrestling. It's just fighting <laughs> and weapons and spots. And, well, yeah. 
the actual wrestling match, it was the best wrestling match of the night, but that doesn't mean that there was a bunch of really great wrestling matches to choose from. Well, it was the best really wrestling wasn't. match almost because there was no other good wrestling, no other wrestling matches. matches. Right. No, you're right. Um, I mean, there's only five Gunter, matches too. And Gunther really knows what he's doing and can, I mean, I, I really believe Gunther could walk up like, I think that Gunther might even be able to walk the Young Bucks through a decent wrestling match. And if you know oh, how badly bro. I hate the Young Bucks, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying. Um, I'd love to see. I'd pay for no shit. I'd pay a hundred bucks to see that on pay per view, bro. No shit. I, Just Gunther I, versus the Bucks, but a shoot match. <laughs> but a shoot match, please. Oh, I don't care if it's even a work match where he's chopping the shit out of him, bro. I would so pay to see that. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Anyway, um, but yeah, it was the match of the night, basically, because there was no other real matches to like. Um, and yeah, I mean, like I said, Gunther, whatever you want to fucking say about him, that guy can get a good match out of anybody. And he got a good match out of Miz. I'm not saying Miz is a shit burger or anything, but he He's needs not. the but he needs the right opponent in order to have a good match. And he had that. And also, I think, I'm not sure who said it earlier, but Miz is not believable as a babyface. He just, I don't. Did you say that? I, I don't know. I don't remember. Oh. It's its up there a few. But oh, Todd. It was Todd. It was Todd. The common king. He just isn't. He just isn't. And I don't, I don't like Miz as a babyface. Miz is. No, because he's a natural heel pro. He naturally, like he really is. Yeah. Yeah. No, That's right. the way his comedy comes off is as like kind of a smart ass. Right. Um, I mean, and he's got every right to be. He's got the hottest wife. Right. You know what I mean? Really, he truly does Argue have the hottest him. wife in wrestling. Absolutely, bro. Argue I mean, him. but you know what he is, dude? He's Johnny Cage of professional wrestling, bro. Straight up. Think about yeah, that for I a can moment. see that. I can see that. He that's fucking a, that's really actually a really is, good bro. comparison. That's actually a really good comparison if you know more about that. Yeah. Man, tell me when I'm telling lies. Like, it came to me when I was playing the, not the current Mortal Kombat, but the one before that. Right. It just struck, it struck me. And I was like, hang on a minute, man. The Miz is fucking Johnny Cage. He's the Hollywood A-lister, right? Yeah. He's got the glasses. He's He's got the same sort of... Uh, uh, what's the word? The same sort of um, like swagger. comedic he's thing about him. Yeah, yeah same exactly. Swagger. Same timing. Thinks, yeah. Right, right. And he really... Look, he's a two-time Grand Slam champion. So, you know, you can back it up too, even though you don't take him seriously because most of the times... Do people really take Johnny Cage seriously until he matured later on? If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I. I Miz is great. Miz is great. But this was the best match, not because it was a great match. It was a decent match. Yeah, but I everything else was the just hype, man. was just spot fest. Just basically. A absolutely, and I love Miz's promo game too. And he cracks me up. I used to hate the Miz. I've learned to respect him now, though, over the years, man. For real. Um. Yeah, it's not the first time, Todd. It's weird, but he's just not a baby face naturally, man. He just even though he's a great guy, though, like really, like in real life, he's a great guy. But just his look—he's got the face you want to fucking punch, man. And just having that type of face is just hard for someone like that to be a baby face, unless he will bash into a bloody pulp, dude, where people legitimately started feeling sorry for him. That's probably the only way. That you can have sympathy for the Miz and people could get behind the Miz legitly. Like imagine he was imagine Gunther beat him to a bloody pulp, dude. Knocked him out cold. Just say. Like yeah. totally. 
And now we can go off to a run to WrestleMania where it's like a Rocky fucking moment, dude. Where, you know, just maybe he might have that chance, but he still loses. You know what I mean? You can yeah. tell a story. It's not that hard, man. But, it's uh, not. But I'm, I'm imagining that they've got somebody else in mind for that spot. And they'll start and who would that building be, you that think? soon. I don't know. I think it might it's actually hard, be bro. Chad Gable. Well, is he, I mean, is he really the only like plausible one, dude? And that kind of might have his uh I don't want to say his card, but like he's the only one that seems believable right now that maybe could get it over uh Gunther. And I'm cool with that. And I don't think it, but I don't think Gable, it lasts bro. till WrestleMania. I, I I know nobody's going to like this. I don't care. I'm going to say it anyway. I think like a way more like interesting finish to things would be to see uh, Gunther win the Rumble and challenge for the World Championship against Roman Reigns and that be main event of one of the nights um, and have Gunther win and then give up the Intercontinental Championship. I think that that would be the best way to finish off this whole run from from Gunther or even start the run by Gunther. But um, I think right now there's nobody in the company who you could point to and say, it would be satisfying if that guy beat Gunther, even Chad Gable, who I really, really like and who I think should probably have a run as an IC champion, but right. Well, we'll see. It's hard because that'd be kind of, uh, booked themselves into a bit of a corner, including with Roman and Gunther, because at this point, it's hard to see who's going to be either one of these two. And everyone seems content for Gunther to just keep holding that belt for as long as Roman's holding his belt. So I don't know what you do, but it's difficult because they're both so fucking good that it's just hard picking a winner to beat these guys, man. Like, really, the end game should be like a Gunther versus Roman. That'd be a great program too, man. Even if they're both heels, I'd be cool with that. I don't know why. I'd just be cool with that because it'd, it'd be all about ego, you know, in a match like this. With two well, and at like that them. point, you could run it as, it doesn't need to be heels and baby faces because at that point, you could run it as like two, you know, warrior kings, Alpha males, man. Right, know, yeah. Uh, you know, with their own, they both have their own bloodline, quote unquote. Right. right? They, they both yeah. have their own kingdom backing them up that they could, they you do. know, and you could you could watch as they you could watch them go to war and just be entertained by it. I, I absolutely. Like, I, I think there's money in it. I think there's a lot of money in it. To be honest with you, but plus you can let the fans dictate who's the baby face and who's going to be the heel in, in in that sort of feud. You know what I mean? Legit. Let the fans decide if you know they want to go one way or the other. It'd be interesting, yep. that's for sure. And I think the fans would actually get behind Gunther. Like I truly believe that because he's. Earned- I th- I th- I think if they that did respect. let the fans do it, yeah, they would get behind Gunther. But I think if they pushed Roman even just a little bit, and if they were subtle with it, they could finally get Roman to turn babyface and be like the conquering hero babyface. But he'd have to lose the match to Gunther first. Zane, Jay Uso is beating Gunther. How do I see it, bro? Why Jay Uso? I just say that doesn't make sense to me, man. I know you're the man of fucking the best booking things that you come up with, but come on, Zane. I mean, you really, I love Jay also, but I don't know if that's Sole 
which is also Simone, by the way, has got it in him to beat Gunther. And he's a believable. What's he going to do? Super kick him a million times? I mean, I know the Bucks get a hard fucking, you know, thing for super kicking. But let's be real here, man. The Usos aren't far behind, man, when it comes to super patikis, if you know what I mean. Let's be real. The <laughs> I mean, difference and, is and that the rest of the match looks believable with the Usos right. and it doesn't with the Bucks. Yeah, uh, and they're more calculated, the Usos, the way they do things compared to the Bucks. The Bucks are spot, spot, spot. Literally, you can see it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Get ready. I'm going to remember these conversations, Zane. I'm going to hold you to that one. It's not too far away either, but we'll see. Anyway, let's move on, though, man. Match of the night for sure at this point. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I was saying, Gunther wins by submission with a Lion Tamer, no less, retaining the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Anyway, backstage, we see Judgment Day are chatting when Dominique Mysterio rolls up to say a dirty little birdie told him that Randy Orton isn't showing up, Chris. Finn Balor then says either Orton is missing and they have an advantage, or he'll show up and poison the Babyface team from the inside. Cool. On one snake. night. Get it? Yeah. In, in one night? In one what night, What are you bro. fucking talking about, Finn? He's a fish, <sighs> bro. He's got fins. I have no idea, man. He's scared of snakes, I guess. Hey, I, I love the stories of Finn McCool. My grandparents used to tell me about them all the time. Um, but, yeah, Finn Balor's kind of a doofus. This was a stupid line. Yeah, doofus. Good word. Doofus. That's what he is. It's a bit, you know, to be funny. Anyway, not much to really say about that other than he's a doofus. But next, we have the Battle of the Latinos or Battle of Mexico over here between Dragon Lee and Santos Escobar. Uh, it was originally supposed to be Carlito, but uh, it's not because apparently he's injured. But instead we get Dragon Lee, and I wasn't surprised that Santos won, but like Todd said earlier, this match went way too short between Dragon and Santos. I actually think, though, they went back on the Carlito match because they didn't want Carlito eating a pin. So why not have Dragon Lee eat the pin for Santos? You know what I mean? Makes sense. I I actually... So, yeah, okay, it, it was too short. And it was a match that, like, it was good. So you would have liked more, more Dragon match Lee there. Dragon Lee can go, bro. For real. <clears throat> Yo, he's a great wrestler. No doubt. He's much better but, than his brothers. I'm going to say it right now. He really is, man. But if you were paying really close attention to the announcers during this match... It sounds like they're setting up uh, Santos for a major push. Like, they called him the future of the company three times in that match. Really? In I different ways. I'm telling you, man. They were fucking talking about Santos Escobar as in, like, this guy's going to have a serious run for this company. And, man, I've we've both said Santos has literally everything you would want out of a professional wrestler except size. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Ding dong. It's going to be really hard for him to be pushed like as a main event guy in the in the fucking world of Drew McIntyre's and <laughs> Roman Reigns's, right? Um of the Giants Gunther's, in, the, in, the, in the dub. Right? Yeah. I it's right. going to be hard for them to do that, but 
they, they can get away with it, I guess, with heel tactics and stuff. But that's probably why they didn't go too long with the match, too. Because they want to make you believe that Santos Escobar is a serious, like, this guy's going to be world champion at some point here. And he can talk English, which is a big plus on his end. And he it's, speaks great, excuse me, bro, great it's, English. It's why I've said I think he's he's a better bet to be a major star than Andrade who has the size and can work and the look and can work. Yeah, you're right. Andrade has everything you would want, except his English is so fucking terrible. Um, It's sad dude, because Andrade does really have everything else about him, but, and the pedigree too. Yep. And Andrade and, and Santos is exactly, he's exactly the same. He's got everything except one fucking thing. One tiny little thing, and that's he's a little pendejo, he's Holmes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's it a sucks. little mimito. Yeah. But uh, in saying that, though, have you noticed WWE's little trickery they've they've been doing lately with Santos Escobar? I don't know if you noticed this, but it's I've noticed something. They zoom in, bro. They zoom in really close when he's on the mic, and I think that's done on purpose and by design. Definitely, no doubt, because of his height, dude, to, to hide his height. That's one thing that was really sticking out to me. And I'm thinking, man, they're really zooming in with him. We all know he's short. Come on. Like, but I get it. It's all about, you know, some, you know, semantics and shit, but semantics, sorry. But um, <clears throat> whatever, I man. I say, mean, what about the Jews? What? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, I don't know why I said that. I told you I've been up for a long time, bro. Just like you're tired. <laughs> yeah, it's getting to me now too. But um, nevertheless, cool. Uh, why though, Labrat? I've heard rumors about AOP, and apparently they have signed a long time ago. But I why would you put that. Santos? Would you put Santos with AOP? I I wouldn't mind it because he can talk for all of them. They don't have to do any like, talking. They just have to be big and strong and look menacing. And how do like you get henchmen? Yeah, exactly. And how do you how do you get Santos over as a you know as as a heel in a company where he's going to have to fight guys like Drew McIntyre? Is you show that he can't physically compete, but <laughs> but you know, but who yeah. you talking about, Jimmy? I thought you were talking to me in Spanish there. That's hell, you know. Andrade would say, "Who you talk about, my mask?" You know, <laughs> who you talking about? Are you you funny, Todd? Are huh? you come with the jokes too today? This guy, anyway. Um, well, look who's in the house. Retro Rocket Review saying, "Spot monkeys, grease monkeys." A wagon load of monkeys, a barrel of monkeys, brass monkeys. I love brass monkeys. Because you know what brass monkeys means, actually? In Australia, it means like you're a, a big stoner, basically. <laughs> so I don't know what it means in Canada, but I, I'm. it's funny that he said that. Cheeky monkey, I'll be a monkey's uncle. Hey, hey, we're the monkey, monkey business. But what about monkey magic, though, Retro? And what about monkey tunts? You forgot that. Just saying. Hey, <laughs> hey. Anyway, thank you for joining us, man. Uh, monkey see, monkey do, though, Retro. I'm just saying. Stop monkeying uh, around. Yeah, stop monkeying around, bro. Stop being a baboon, for crying out loud. I <laughs> get it. Um, but anyway, let's move on from that. Point is, Santos wins pretty easily. It was a fun little match, but for whatever reason, it was extremely quick. Um, next, we see Alan Knight doing a Slim Jim ad. Cool. New day roll up and in the Slim Jim car. And all of it amounts to very little, Chris. Absolutely nothing. Cool. Uh, next, though, we have the WWE Women's World Championship matchup between Mummy, your champion, in Rhea Ripley, versus Zoe 
Starks. Um, I like this match. I don't know what I felt like. There was a lot of. Uh, I don't want to say you know whose dick is bigger than the other because there's two females here, but there was a lot of that sort of at play, if you know what I mean. But Zoe needs to just stop screaming, girl, please. Man, she's got to tone the down time. the. Okay. Well, what's up with that? Uh, like, why? So I've made this comment to people like for a long time. You have to learn levels with your facial expressions, <laughs> right? Well, and the reason why is because. The reason why is because if you start off a match and everything in your face is 100%, right, you're as angry as you can possibly get, then you can't build to anything, right? Like, what you need to do is, like, you know, the exhaustion, right? The exhaustion facials, for instance. You see way too often after two minutes in a match, you'll see guys or girls, right, and their facial reactions are like, <sighs> and it's like, no, that's wrong. It's wrong because it's too fast for that, right? <laughs> you, you can you can show exhaustion without going to that level, right? Three or four minutes in after you've just performed like a big spot or whatever, right? It's okay to be like, <sighs> take a couple of deep breaths, right. right? You get that on the fucking screen. Show people your face. Teach them that you're exhausted, okay? <sighs> right? Okay. 15 minutes in, right? the facial expression can change to like, <sighs> right. You're, you're right. really tired now. Right. And after a half hour, you can do the, right. <sighs> 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 facial expressions. Right. <clears throat> but you have to have levels to it. If you just go straight to that last one, you can't build to it. Right. And it makes it impossible to get to that next level with the crowd, right? So in order to take the people on a proper journey, you need to have levels. And Starks goes just straight to... <laughs> like, right off the bat. Like, instantly, like, minute one, right? And it, it's just, stop it. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Build. Build. Start off with, okay, I'm a little pissed off. And then get a little more frustrated, right? right? Eventually get angry, and then the the real like the real frustration should be: I just hit my finish, I crawl over for the one two, and then the and then you know the fucking manager pulls me off, and I don't I don't win the title, and now I can get really fucking mad. Now I can now I can go with all right, I'm gonna fucking eat you, you little bastard, right? <laughs> but you can't go straight to. I'm going to eat you, you little bastard, because, you know, your lockup didn't go the right way. It's not it's not how you do it. You have to build. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. And Todd with the comment, man, I love it. Welcome to a new episode of Chris Sam's Wrestling Analysis. I can see that, dude. That'd be actually that that could be a future concept. Someone asked us if we do. Was it you, Zane, that asked us that we should do like old school shows? Yeah, he asked um, and I about forgot a, to mention a retro it. show. Yeah. We've been actually talking about shit like that. Actually, we did do a retro show years ago now um, that never came out, never got released, and I fucking lost it somehow. Don't know why yeah. and how. Maybe it's somewhere on my PC still, but um, it was just a little pilot show that we were thinking of starting that never really came to fruition because 
let's be real, man. Covering all the wrestling alone is tough as it is, man. Bro, and, we've uh, been trying for two weeks to get a fucking to get a, oh, a yeah. music Fuck. podcast up. Forgot about right? that. Like we've we've been trying for two fucking weeks to get a music <laughs> podcast up, and it's like we already know what we're gonna say. We already know which five albums are our, you know, most influential albums or whatever. Yeah, not our favorite, most influential. No. Let's the get mo- that the, clear. The most right. influential, exactly. We already know. We've already talked to each other about which albums we're going to even talk about. Can't find the time to do the fucking show, man. It's... I'll be honest. I slept fucking through that time, and I totally forgot about it now. Like, at, completely. But I've been wanting to do it also. But to be fair, I, I do want to... little um... upside-down bastard. Well, fuck, man. I'm running on American times these fucking days, man. Well, and your time, so which is pretty much the same shit. So, you know, cut me some slack, man. Cut me some slack. Like I said, all I've been doing now, like the last day and a half, two days, is shows and editing, man. It's pretty, you know, it's pretty tough. But um, yeah, look, we are brainstorming though, Zane, and hopefully, eventually, we are thinking of shit, put it that way. We have discussed numerous things, of, you know, doing it, and I'm glad you said it because that means, obviously, you guys want to hear something like that, and it's just finding the time, man. That's That's really what it comes down to, man. You know what I mean? Heck, we do this shit for free, man. <laughs> you know, on top of that. So, you know, it, it, it's just finding the time and the energy to do it. But believe me when I tell you, eventually we will do something and we do want to do it. It just comes down to like, we've got so much on our plate. Once we get a few more people, you know, that are able to do their own shit and then that leads us to do our own shit like easier. Eventually we'll get to that. Don't worry, saying we got you, man. But uh, anyway, yeah, that was that. And a few people were saying about Zoe needs, well, speaking of Zane, Zoe needs to take the vicious off. Oh. Of course, Dude. Zane vicious doesn't want her to. Well, no, but he's right, though. Let's be real, though, man. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, vicious, really? Hey, she's a tough chick. And we used to call, what do we used to call her, Chris? Yeah, remember? Um, well, <laughs> she looks like a meth addict. She doesn't. But she, you know what? To her credit, she's lost all the zits all over her face. Remember how bad she used to look, dude? It was, I, I like, dude, like, I, I felt bad about even fucking saying it, but like, I, like, the town that I grew up in, Kenora, like, we have a bunch of street people that are like meth addicts. That's what she looked like. She, she looked bad dude. all over her oh, goddamn yeah. face, and she looks emaciated. That's what meth addicts look like. Uh, no, not quite, Richo. <laughs> not quite, brother. <laughs> but you know what? I will say this. I did think that, you know, I don't know if it was done by design or not, but Rhea looked fucking good in this match, dude. And she looked like the ring general that was really carrying Zoe's fucking, like, backside, man, in this match. I mean, she was whipping out fisherman suplexes. I never really seen her do that type of stuff. Like she looked like a like a full pro in this match. I just don't understand her look. What the fuck was she going for, bro? I'm talking about Rhea, that is. Yeah, I okay. Um it's sort everybody's of everybody's got a stop. but not really. 
yeah, everybody's got to stop trying to do all of the things, right? Like she's like a she's like a punk rock girl, right? And it it fits to do like a a Joker type thing with along with the punk rock. It does fit. I'm not saying it doesn't, but you've already got people there who are the crazy Joker kind of women. Do you know what I mean? You've already got yeah, Oscar. Is, you've you already know, got right. uh you know what I mean? You you already have that. It's not a good look to try to take all of the things right like oh i'm i'm mommy i'm also the leader of the judgment day i'm probably gonna win men's matches eventually here um wow. also i'm the joker also you know you know if she comes out with her fucking hair straightened and blonde and like just with her makeup on fucking fleek or whatever next week i'm it's like okay you can't okay, be OG everything look yeah like you can't be everything <laughs> you you can't take all of the things um yeah so yeah she's overdoing it lately i I didn't like the look she's really been overdoing like she's been changing and look like in quick succession it's cool um ria but come on girl you don't do you really have to keep you know you don't have to go through all that sort of trouble but hey if it makes her happy by all means continue doing what you're doing but whatever man like it's no big deal we're just nitpicking here it's not like it's a problem, but she does overdo it. You're right, man. Uh, Josh wants to know, could you see Rhea being in the... Oh, God. We're just saying about the men. I hope not. But who the fuck knows? But why would... I mean, what's the end game? Like, why would she want to be... Like, because does it really make her look good if she gets tossed out pretty fast by the men? Does it That's work for thing. her? That's the thing. I think... I think there's a lot... I think there's actually a lot of... Um people who feel very strongly on both sides of the Rhea Ripley thing, because there, there would certainly be, um, attention if Rhea Ripley won the men's world championship in the WWF. Oh my God, um, bro. I don't know if I but, want to see that though, man. But if she's just another woman who is in the Royal Rumble, cause they've done that already. China did that. Uh, and, uh, uh, what's the name? Not like most girls. Snacks. Uh, snacks, yeah. Nia Snacks. Yeah. Nia Snacks was also in the Men's Rumble. Awesome Kong. She shouldn't be in the Men's Rumble just to win the, just to be in the Men's Rumble. We'll put it that way. Um, yeah. Uh, Richard, I don't know if I agree with that. Rhea's the new discipline. Nah, they're two different women, man. Two different, completely different styles, too. Also completely different. Have a test. Also booked completely differently, right? Tess Blanchard Absolutely. was was booked as like a men's competitor in Impact. She won the Impact World Championship, bro. Like, what the hell? And does she look believable? Let's be real. She's yeah. a, one of the best women's wrestlers out there. Unfortunately, her fucking attitude if she's, is what holds her back. If she's wrestling Crazy Steve, sure, <sighs> she looks fine. If she's wrestling Brian Cage, no. And that too, thank you, Todd. Rhea isn't racist, exactly. Unlike someone else. I'm, I'm, yeah. The thing with here's, here's okay. I do not know. I do not know everything about everything when it comes to Tess Blanchard. She was accused of basically like saying something racist to like a couple of people backstage. Yeah, no, more than a couple of people, bro. But it was, they were having a fight, right? Like she was, she was basically like, they're screaming at each other. She, you know, she might the thing is, yeah, but here's the thing, right? I've, I've had like, I've had lots and lots and lots of like 
interactions with people where people are pissed off at me and we're about to throw down and somebody calls me cracker or wetto or uh you know what oh, i mean man, like, i've been called a cracker bro <laughs> i've had shit like that and it's not i know these people right they're not racist people they're angry and they're saying the angriest thing that comes to their mind right and then we would have a punch up and then they'd be be fine and they're not really they're not racist people do you know what i'm saying i really believe that you can you can have a racist thing come out of your mouth i know what you're saying being it's, a racist human being it's kind of like the hogan situation right like to an extent when you think about it the thing with hogan i hate hogan for a number of reasons okay and right. what he said is absolutely well, ridiculous, right? Just absolutely ridiculous. But it wasn't meant in a racial context. Personally, I don't actually think. I you know what I, I mean? think that the fact that people were so on Hulk Hogan about what he said and not about the way he's lived his life is like exactly right. what's wrong with modern culture. Is like it's he weird, is an dude. absolute piece of shit as a human being, right? Like he lies, he makes shit up. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he but was I think he fucking, believes his own lies. He was in Metallica, fucking whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever, whatever, right? The guy is an absolute pile of shit, right? But he made what was essentially like a single comment that crossed the line and did cross the line. You shouldn't say that, right? Like you. You should just never right. fucking say that. It's but not it was a the nice context it, on why he said it, though. It, like, and it was well, a fucking. Like, it, it's not like he said it on the radio. He said it to what was at I, the time like his best friend in a private conversation that he was having with his best friend. And it's like you shouldn't say it. You're a piece of shit for saying it. But also the fact that everybody hates Hulk Hogan because of like one thing he said on like on on a tape one time that he didn't know was being taped and not for the fact that he's been a piece of shit for the last 60 years is hilarious to me and tess i don't know her right but i do i do kind of feel like people should have an opportunity to walk back if they have a mistake in their life right if they've made mistakes um for some things. Now, there are some things you just don't fucking, you just don't, you don't, you can't apologize for. If you rape someone, you're a rapist. I don't care. We don't, we don't have conversations with you. You don't get to come back. From oh, that. no. Right. Please. Come on, dude. No, there's like, no coming back from that. It, like, but you got it, but you got into a physical altercation with someone and you said the most hateful thing that came to your mind at the moment because you were so enraged about something. Which was about your daughter too, mind you. I feel like, I feel like that you should have an opportunity to apologize and then be forgiven for that's... only because a lot of black people have vouched for him too you know what i mean i can understand there's, both sides there's that of, of... there's that and how many times how many times has booker t used the word cracker and nobody bats an eye and nigel right? it's a Just racist saying. term <laughs> that, well, right yeah it is Those but it doesn't matter because terms. you're white okay that's right. just society, that's, man. It's, it's so that's dumb. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, people should be able to have the conversation, and you should be you should be given an opportunity to be able to walk back if you make a really bad mistake. And I don't know if she even wants to. She might be an absolute piece of shit, and she might nah, she might I be the kind of person of who shit. wants to go. She might she might be the kind of person who wants to go put on a fucking clan hood and go burn crosses. And if she is, she, she can go to hell and she can go fuck herself. And I hope I never well, hear from her ever. But Put it, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And if and if it's the first thing, 
she should be given an opportunity to say, listen, I said something really stupid when I was having a physical altercation with someone. There was a lot of hate going on in my, you know, in my head at that moment. And I said the most hateful thing that I could possibly imagine saying to someone. And I feel terrible about it. And I want to be able to move on. You know, you should be given an opportunity to move on. Well, then like Todd says, you should, Chris, but unfortunately that's not the world we live in today. It's a toxic world today, bro. I mean, it's it's savage. And as far as Tessa goes, from what I gathered, I I don't think she's been racist really towards uh, black people. I think except for one black chick. But she's mainly been racist towards Latinas, it seems, which is odd. Huh. And she was married to a Latino for crying out loud. Uh, a Draco, no less. And when I say that, I'm talking about like a reptilian, bro. Well, his wrestling oh. gimmick is reptilian. Uh, what's his, what's his name again? Draco, whatever the fuck. Remember that green fucking wrestler, Mexican wrestler. Wait, she was married to that yeah, guy, bro. That guy, dude, the fucking oh. lizard, whatever he was. That's cool. I <laughs> like reptilian his in, in Lucha Underground. That was cool. And he was in Impact Wrestling as well. I think he was champion even at one point. But anyway, I don't know what happened to him now. But yeah, uh, Josh says most people can't have conversations these days because of smartphones. Well, we're compensating right now. Oh, Daga, that's it, Vicious. Thank you, bro. Daga. He was oh, okay. a reptile, but was he not? I don't know who that is, but... but you Dra- know him. Drago? You know him. Was it Drago in, uh, in uh, Rocky Lucha Underground? I love that guy. Oh. He was awesome. Now, he was a little fucking dude, and his gimmick was that he was literally a dragon, and he would have, like, a tongue thing that, like, came, like, all the way yeah. down to, like, here, and then it would suck back up or whatever. I thought I he was, was the same dude, dude. I'm pretty sure. Was, he looked... Did he, Was he all green? I don't... No. He was just... He was... No. Oh, uh, no, yeah. He there would we come go. in different colors or whatever. I like that guy. La Rosa Negra, I think. And um, that's... He, he was talking about, and I'm assuming the, the black female. The black rose. Cool. Right. Um, but that's, she got racist. She was the only, you know, female of color. When I say color, I'm talking about, you know, dark skin. I, I know, I know that what you're was, talking about. Yeah. I know what I'm not saying about. for you. I'm saying for everyone else. That whole because, thing is yeah. ridiculous. And I could go into it for an hour about how. I know, me too. The whole bro. thing is, but. Hey, I got called. It's like. My race it's got like, called bro, the I, N-word. But we're not the N-word past a certain year by a famous yeah, no, rapper. Exactly. You know the story. No, but exactly. Which is ridiculous. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly, like, man. It's like... I can get into gives this a fuck, fucking left and Who right. gives a fuck where your fucking ancestors... Like, when your ancestors crossed over the fucking Caucasus Mountains? Why does that matter? Why does anyone fucking care about that? I don't have a... I have no idea, bro. But it, again, this is the world we live in. It is what it is, man. You just, you, you know. But that's why we love you guys, man. You guys totally understand us and don't get offended because we say some fucked up shit. Let's be real. All right. We do. Bro, we say, the thing is, is like, I don't think we say a lot of fucked up shit. No, we no. Say, what I mean we by say that. Exactly what we're thinking others. about things. And yeah, okay. Exactly. We're not PC. We're not fucking. No, me, Jimmy and I are not fucking careful with what we say. Because we just want to be entertaining and talk about fucking wrestling. That's like, that's what we do. That is what we're doing. Wow. So wait, Revamp Wrestling 2K. So she went out with Drago and Dagger. Two reptiles. One was with Triple A. Make him say Triple A. 
na 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 na. But anyway, I mean that's weird. Two D's, two to get it. Two D's, two fucking uh, reptiles, and uh, and then we have uh, poor little Tessa. Cool. Well, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, good luck to her. And uh, also, and Tessa apparently got a bad rep before all the racist stuff allegedly came out too. Well, then she's a piece of shit. Where there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, that many people call her out. It's ridiculous. Well, the, what the hell was he, Zane? What was Daga? He looked like a he looked like a fucking rip, reptile of sorts to me. <laughs> Tessa's is cute. You guys are too much. <laughs> Honestly, how do we go from that to that? Honestly, so. man, Tessa and Charlotte have exactly the same fucking problem for me. Look, I, think I can't Tessa's look at either one of them without, looking. I I can't look at either yeah. one of those two without One's seeing Tully. old men. <laughs> yeah, like, she looks exactly want, like Tully. Do you want to fuck Tully with tits? Okay, cool. Do you want to fuck Ric Flair with tits? Okay, cool. <laughs> I don't. I Tully and Flair, you. the four horsemen, bro. Yeah, no thanks. Zane, are you saying you're just a human being? Well, I've got the song for you, actually. I want to no, play this Dagger for was everyone. A human being. Really? Did he not have my ma a mask? Man, I could have sworn he used to wear a mask. Maybe I'm seeing things, but... uh, I don't know. Anyway, guys, now you're All fucking... All right, what's the next match? <laughs> yeah, we're up to the main event, but now you're going too much about Daga, Data, fucking Jago, and fuck this reptile, whoever he is. <laughs> one more thing revamp says jargo was the dragon looking guy with a tongue gimmick right and yeah uh okay uh, that's true too lab rat brooke hogan had her dad's chin although she didn't look exactly like the holster brother but then again she did yeah I, I would say i would say in order tessa is up at the top then brooke <laughs> hogan and Ooh. She's way down here somewhere. I'm not attracted wait, 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 to Brooke Hogan at so all. So you put Tessa up and the top for Charlotte. I, I yeah, think Charlotte's I, on I the bottom, Tessa's bro. The Charlotte's definitely on the bottom. You know what? Yeah. Oh man, look at yeah. you, man. Trans. <laughs> She's a tall woman, bro. She's got fucking legs, man. She takes after her old man. What do you expect? She looks more like her old lady, though. Really. But anyway, enough of this. Let's move on to the uh, main event. There's too much talk about uh Women looking like their daddies. But anyway, um, we see Jay also and Sammy Zayn rolling up on Seth Rollins in the locker room to ask where Daddy Orton is. Seth doesn't know. Jay is convinced it's his fault. Jesus Christ, I hate this. So the whole show, we, you know, Jay's like, man, it's my fault, man. Yeet. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Anyway, Cody Rhodes appears to promise that he'll be here. Just trust him and trust me because I'm Cody Rhodes, damn it. And that leads us to the main event of the evening. It is your men's war games matchup. It is Cody Rhodes, Jay Yeet Uso, Randy Orton, Sami Zayn, and Seth freaking Rollins versus Drew McIntyre and the Judgment Day in Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, Finn Balor, and JD McDonough, the little big head. In a War Games match. Um, so basically, the match starts first. I'll just say this because we're at the end. Finn Balor and Seth start the match first. Good little back and forth until JD McDonough then enters the match third. Um, and then we see a double suplex as the countdown timer ticks because after that, we see Jay Uso entering the match at fourth. Then we see Drew. Actually, we see Damien Priest next, but Drew's fucking talking shit. 
then Sami Zayn enters, then Drew enters the match, Cody then enters the match, Dominic then enters, and then we get the big surprise, not surprise in Randy Orton. And then from now from now on, I thought the match was pretty fun. There's all sorts of shit going on. Sure, there was a lot of spots. There really was. Right? But nevertheless, it was you know, it was still cool to see Orton with the friggin' um RKO from who jumped off again from the top of the cage? I fucking forgot, man. But it was RKO connected anyway. Leprechaun. What leprechaun? It's JD McDonough. Oh yeah, yeah. It was big head. I think of him as a big head. That's right. McDonough. That dude's got too much of a big head for his own body. Anyway, it looked cool. And you know, the baby faces ends up winning. You know, like I said, I don't know what to say about this match. War games matches are kind of hard to like really digest. And kind of um, did you point out what? Did you see the sorry about JD McDonough? Did you did you see the latest Ant Man movie? No, I haven't. But uh, why? He looks like Ant Man. Well, because one of the characters in there, his name's Modok, and he's just a big I head. Have no idea. And it's like a big <laughs> giant head, and he's got tiny little arms and tiny little feet. And that's what I think of every time I see JD fucking McDonough. It's like. Why does that man have such a head and such a tiny fucking everything else? Uh, beats me. I wonder how big his parents are. like Lord are. Farquaad from, from Shrek. <laughs> or oh, he's Krang from Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Remember Krang? The brain? Krang. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Todd, Todd says that should have been the finish. Everyone says that, but what people don't realize is that uh, he wanted Cody to do the finish, hence why it wasn't the finish. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it was done by design, but I get what you're saying, Todd. Uh, revamp says Funko Pop JD. I like that. I must start using that from now on. Revamped. Um, <laughs> Labrad says every time someone gets a weapon, they use it once and throw it away. Why? Because because um, it's just a spot. Uh, They're not trying to tell a story. They're just. Wouldn't it be cool if we hit them with a chair? Yay, we did that. Okay, what's next? And I felt like these guys didn't really want to use weapons per se that much. If you notice, it's all about the sort of spectacle and the spots, really. When you think about it, I mean, I really yeah, didn't like this. I didn't. I I just yeah. Neither did I really. It was fine. Like I said, it picked up later on. <laughs> Mr. Potato Head, you guys are killing me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Look, both war games are kind of weak. To be fair, this year, last year was way better by a mile because there was a lot of meaning behind it there was story yeah. behind it this was just a whole bunch of random fuckers getting together uh, literally i mean it was literally random and here we are like this is what you get you know what i mean seth Rollins coming out looking like a i love seth i'm the only one probably on this network that likes seth legit but he had two ball sacks on his shoulders literally coming out to the ring it was the weird I, I, thing will, I, was... I will i will I will once again quote Jeff Lippman. Um, uh, okay. Seth Rollins ruins everything. Uh, look, I love Seth. I told you, but God, what what was that? What the fuck was that meant to be, dude? Was he Mary Poppins? It was testicles. He was wearing testicles. Well, he was it? Like, I mean. Um, and Zane says, and Punk's return was done almost how I wanted. And that leads us to that. So. On the way out, though, Chris, what do we get? We hear the famous... Well, not that part, but... Uh... 
And as you hear in the background, we hear that in the crowd, the roof. No shit, bro. That has got to be the biggest pop I have heard since Hogan in Quebec, in Montreal. I kid you not. Uh, whoops. I actually mean that. That was it a was crazy sustained push. Incredible, that was bro. Like... <laughs> it really wow. was, man. I can't like put it in words. It was that. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I had the biggest rush. Dude, you got me excited. Like, for real. Like, I don't know if I explained this already, but Chris was texting me this before I had even seen the show. And I knew what he was getting at, <laughs> but he wasn't saying it to me. I'm like, it was punk, right? It was punk. But everything he was saying was like, he was saying I was punk like, without saying punk. I was like, wow, Jimmy. Yeah. And he's like, what, CM Punk? And I was like, well, yeah. I'll tell you. To start the night, and I just like, like oh, yeah, you open. just went, and he's like, just and he's like yeah, me. but did CM Punk show up? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but CM Punk's there, right? He's CM Punk, right? And then finally, I was like, uh, CM Punk. And you're like, you're like, fuck yeah! I swear, it, it made my day, man. I woke up like in a like I was awake, man. Like wired suddenly, like from half asleep to like boing. I was like, holy shit! And then I had to go back and see that part. No shit, man. It gave me the biggest chills. I hadn't had that feeling, no shit. I mean, the Punk return in AEW was something. This is even bigger to me because of the whole, you know, the, the, the oh man, there's a word I'm looking for that's just left my brain. The magnitude of what this means. Yep. We see Punk coming back to WWE is so huge that it made me laugh out loud at the same time as I was getting goosebumps, bro, because you didn't get these fucking moments in wrestling that much anymore so i thank AEW for this one not just because they made punk in love wwe once again and actually buried the hatchet but also because yeah, competition funny. does this no for real though competition is what makes these moments even more special and if it wasn't right. for AEW being a thing we wouldn't have gotten this and, and that's what makes wrestling right now special and i'll be honest i think wrestling's been the best it's been since the attitude era call me crazy but in a weird way yeah sure there's a lot of shit it's still is shit a lot of it right a lot of the attitude era was shit but in saying that the the attitude era was very overhyped i just love the pacing that's something that sticks out to me between now and then but um yeah lab rat monday night's gonna be huge bro and view and the viewership i'm i can't wait to see the ratings straight up because i want to see how much of a needle mover punk truly is and it's gonna do this to aw and before we go let's just uh, say a few of the comments todd says we kill aw all the time for stuff that should be finishes and doesn't make sense so let's call a spade a spade the rko mcdonald off the top of the cage should have been the finish period you're right i i, I said it before we we agree it's just orton for whatever reason wanted to give it to cody but whatever cody's a favorite son right now it is what it is until Punk showed up. <laughs> so, I'm just saying. And all the bullshit you're seeing on the net, don't fuck it. Man, there's a lot of bullshit going around that he's on a strip, like on a tight leash and whatnot. Don't believe this bullshit, man. Believe me when I tell you, Monday night, it's the cult of personality, hopefully fucking ripping AEW a whole new asshole, man. I just want to see it. I want him to go all out, Chris. Hopefully we see it. But like I said, we've spoken about punk in nauseam. If you want to know more and different shit, 
go check out the other show. Revamp though says, Bin would say STFU and STFU, yalla. Yalla the Ayatollah, the Bin, come in, the boss man himself for allowing us to use his platform right here on channeladdict.com and Hamid Media Group and the Hamid YouTube channel. But absolutely, man. In saying that, Chris, give me a, a, a number, bro. Oh, sorry, a letter grade for Survivor Series. Okay, everything up to the last minute and a half uh, was like a <laughs> C. Passable, but there was a bunch of stuff on this. I just was like, I don't give a shit. I don't care about the women's match because they didn't make me care about the women's match. The men's match was pretty fucking contrived. Uh, Santos and uh, Luchador number forty-three was fine. <laughs> um, you know, but too short. Um, I did, I did like Gunther versus Miz, but it was just sort of a quick squash. It was, yeah, yeah. It would have gotten a C for me, but yeah, that last minute and a half, I don't know, A plus. Yeah, it really changed it, man. Like just I don't for that care. moment alone. There are moments in wrestling that are just fucking moments bro and you got it you know you, you just gotta fucking you know take it in when it comes yeah so a plus just for the last minute and a half i don't care i agree exactly i mean to a t i would have given this a c if if the punk thing didn't happen but punk showing up automatically fucking literally i mean talk about riding the lightning like good old metallica you know what i mean dude that was it. We were off like a Scirocco, bro. We were off to space and never looking back. CM Punk totally made this an A-plus show. I don't care what anyone says. Absolutely. And wrong killings. I mean, the fact that the truth is back. Absolutely. Autumn being back. I mean, WWE have got a whole influx of dudes back. And it's nothing but up from here, man. You know what I mean? It's an exciting time to be a wrestling fan. Hate it or love it. It really fucking is, man. I haven't seen this type of buzz in many years, man. And... I mean, you could say when Punk came to AEW, but this hits differently. And I'll be honest, I am fucking happy as Larry that he's gone back to the company he swore he never would. Call him a hypocrite. Call him fucking full of shit. Say what you want. You would have done the same fucking thing, all right? I don't give a fuck. Like, we all say shit we don't mean. Just don't call him broke. <laughs> exactly. Cha-ching. Just saying. So, yeah, A plus for me. Punk is the A fucking totally. But uh, yeah, insane, Chris. Let's fucking wrap it up. We've hit to the two-hour mark. Tell them where they can find you, brother. Find me on Twitter. I'm at Chris Ams1. Yeah, yes. Twitter. You can find me on <laughs> Twitter. I'm at Chris Ams1. You can go there to see everything I have to say about pro wrestling, politics, and whatever the hell else comes to my mind. Um, you can find me right here on the PWC Network on Channel M G. I'm all over this shit, homie. Um, yeah, yeah, that's where you can find me. Nice, nice. Well, you can find me exactly where he, you can find Chris. But if you want to follow me on the Twitter or the X, whatever it is, that's why I've got both logos up there. It's right there, at DJ Mass Effects. Also, you can follow us at the PWC Network. Like and subscribe right here at Hamin Media Group on the YouTube. Because, hey, man, you know, we're, thanks to the Ayatollah himself, you know, we're, we're bumping right here because right now we're kind of... Uh, can't use our PWC uh, feed just yet. Uh, we'll be back to normal by tomorrow, but just waiting. Um, and then uh, also like and subscribe at hamimediagroup.popping.com for our affiliate shows. 
channelattitude.com with five bucks you get talk in all of pro wrestling not sure if this is going up at channel attitude or not it might it all depends on bin but i never told him so if he puts it up there he does but most importantly it will be at the pwc network at the pwc network.popping.com we can find all of our other shows and that's a wrap from me so in saying that i am jimmy t that is chris sams and you've been listening and watching the pwc survivor series post game show right here on the Hummy Media Group Network on YouTube and at the PwC Network. And we're out. Olay. Peace.
The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.